I'm Manda, and together we're Black Compat. We're a growing community focused on diversity, inclusion, representation, conversation, and fun on Twitch. Wanna be fam? For chill community vibes, Wednesday nights at 7, join BC Row for the Wednesday wind down. Friday nights, join us for Let's Plays where we explore narrative and single player campaign games. Stop by on Fridays at 7. Catch our flagship podcast, The Tribunal, live every other Sunday at 3 p.m., where we talk about issues that are important to us as Black women. Issues like representation, inclusion, diversity, and more within the video games and entertainment industries. Check our channel and social handles to find out when a new tribunal is going to drop. We've got even more content on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter handles, and our website, blackcompat.com. So join in the conversation in whatever way you like at Black and Pat. Remember, always and never or. All times are Eastern. And now, the Boston Bastard Brigade, Omni Street Inc., Wicked Anime, and Black Compat proudly present Duckamuck in Japan. Bastards and wenches, welcome to episode four of Duck Amuck in Japan. Sing along! I am your host, your king baby duck, Evan Borgo, coming to you from beautiful Ikebukuro in Tokyo, Japan. Joining me, as always, are our good friends, Elite Four, Derek. Hello, I've got Mystery Fanta, and I'm trying to figure out what flavor it is. <laughs> oh, is it uh, melon flavored? I don't know, but it's black, and that kind of concerns me. I don't think that's Fanta. <laughs> it it does take no juice, so I know it's not natural. Fermented <laughs> Fanta. <laughs> mm, um, that aged stuff. Yes. Um, speaking of which, our good friend, the creator of Solarian Sun, AFLM. Hello. And our fellow teacher and Tetris aficionado, John Starr. I'm playing right now. And our very special guest, uh, a fantastic Japanese music DJ, host of Abstract Japan, and former English teacher through, I believe, also the JET program, Tyler Abstract. Hello, Univoice. And I actually want to start out with talking about that, about your experience here in Japan, Tyler, because what part of Japan were you sent to a few years back? Pretty much the opposite of where you're at. Uh, I was in Tokushima, which is an island, technically, off the south, I guess, southeastern uh, end of Japan. Very, even for Japanese people, uh, kind of untraveled, a lesser traveled area. But yeah, Tokushima. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you taught the student who lived there? <laughs> I had a coworker who lived, who taught in the next town over that literally had one student. I didn't, I had <laughs> two, two was my, two was my uh, lowest. Uh, there was one class where I had two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Cause you were teaching during the pandemic, correct? Yeah. Unfortunately that was, uh, that was a curveball. 
Straight up. So because of that, like you had to do mostly online teaching. There was nothing in person. Surprisingly, our area didn't go remote at all, which is a little worrisome. But also but, ironic because they're, it sounds like they're a remote village. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I am te- technically an island, so uh, a bit more isolated. So that's probably why we didn't go remote. Should have. <laughs> We're fine. The virus isn't going to catch us over here. Uh, we barely have any visitors. I... Oh, I'm hearing, ah, uh, ah, uh, was it bad? Yeah, it was rough. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. We'll get into it later. Maybe, maybe. Um, my question yeah. then for you is like, so you were there for three years. Like, did you even have an opportunity to explore not just that area, but outside of your vicinity? Yes, for sure. There were times where I got to go to Osaka, which is my favorite one of my favorite places to go to because it was kind of a hop skip in a way. Well, I mean, a two and a half hour ferry and hour drive and hour train, but in relative <laughs> terms, a hop skip, a hop skip in a way uh, for the good times. Um, so for sure, a few times in Tokyo and around my area, I did get to explore and it's actually very beautiful area and also this is that was my second time living in japan first time was way back in 2011 in nagano which is more central and i was about three and a half hours from tokyo so during weekends i could take trips there nice but um, i didn't get (laughs) uh yeah so uh, i did get to explore a little bit but not as much as as uh as uh, as i hoped to yeah. Um, on my last episode, Derek asked me a very uh, interesting question, and I actually want him to ask it to you as well. So, Derek, lead the way. Awesome. So, I just wanted to know, almost culture shock, like, what is it like being there, and do you feel like you fit in? And is there any, any way that you almost feel, I mean, obviously in a different country, but... Uh... I forgot the exact word used in the last episode. No, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. Well, first of all, for context, I kind of feel like all of us are not people who feel like we fit in even in our own country. So I've always (laughs) felt like I have not. Uh, So going into it, that I guess took that took that edge off. Um, You know, it was not worrisome, but uh, it. It was a bit of initially you're kind of treated as a rock star. Yes. Everyone's interested in in who you are and where you're from and what you do. But after they uh, kind of find out the gist of you, um, then it, the honeymoon period kind of plateaus and people, I wouldn't say accept you as one of their own, but just it kind of it goes like i said a bit plateau um so in a sense i felt accepted but not to nearly any extent of of 
like but really, not part of the culture. But not part of the yeah, community. not yeah, not being like one of us. Not and this is this kind of across the board. Obviously, with Japan being a ni- almost ninety nine to ninety eight percent Japanese people, it comes with that territory. But I felt welcome, but not also with the hoops of visas and things like that it's tough to to just stay there you kind of go have to go through a little bit of hoops you do have to bark like a seal at times um so i felt i felt accepted i felt comfortable but not one of one of you know one of one of the community per se but also it was only three years you know had i stayed there longer probably that answer would be different I mean, three years is a really long time. It's solid. It, it I feel like three years surpa- gets to that point where at least it goes over the the uh, the beauty of the honeymoon period, where everything's so great and new and interesting and amazing, um, and then it kind of hits hard. But at three years, I do. I'll agree with that. It's a good good chunk to to go through the wave of. Am I, you know, I, I'm here for a long time. This is the, the light. Even daily the interactions became normal, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Right, so in that time, in that three years, were there any places where you could find like, let's say a safe spot or like somewhere where you'd feel like you're more in your comfort zone or? That's why I would go to Osaka and stuff, because that's where the freaks are at. <laughs> that's where I could blow. That's where I could blow off some steam. Um, obvious language barriers, as far as you know, meeting a local Japanese person and getting into deep conversations. That's when you really, you know, get into the nitty gritty of friendship and things like that. Which, unfortunately, I'm not fluent in Japanese, not even close. So that's where, that's kind of where the, the brick wall hits, uh, hits hard sometimes is people also, yeah, people, there's a lot of people who want to really accept you and be your friend, but then that language barrier really, um, you know, there's only so deep you can go with each other and just really digging deep into each other's you know souls and and whatnot you so, spent a lot of time just saying so desune so so what you're saying is your nihongo was not jozu <laughs> no that's 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 one uh, bit of advice i would give to people going over there is obviously you don't need it uh, you can survive. You can have a great time. I mean, I was even in relationships and things like that. I guess through the beauty of Google Translate. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's how I like to have so many conversations with. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but that only can go so so far. So, any advice I do give to people is re- really, really brush up, really go hard on on studying in it, because uh, obviously it opens up more doors per se in 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 any broad sense Mm -hmm. i mean i've i've learned enough where i don't have to worry about starving or 
feeling lost yes. or being lost, that sort of stuff. Yeah. I feel like I'm I I know the survival Japanese same. aspect. Same here, same here, same here. But it's like there are times when like I, I I'm doing that and they give me the compliment of oh Nihongo Josu. And like I feel like uh, every yeah. time I do they say that I have to go Ie Josu Janayo Boku no Nihongo wa Mama des or Boku no Nihongo wa Waruhi des yeah, hey, I get it. Like they, translate open. open. <laughs> yeah, but they do that as a compliment. I know yes. I've known people who have lived there for you know over fifteen years, have a family with a Japanese person, and you know uh, sometimes Japanese people will be like, "Oh, you can use chopsticks really well." It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a family. I have a family here. <laughs> you know. But it's it's too there. They're they're trying to pay a compliment, but it it uh, can come off a little little backhanded at times. It's it, it kind of can, but it's just it's just yeah. their way. It's just their politeness. It's just like they're yeah. they're imp- no, they're impressed. They're it. they're impressed that you can figure out their language. Yeah. They're they're impressed you can figure out how to use chopsticks because you know with yeah. with Japan being a homogenous <laughs> nation, they're kind of like I didn't know foreigners could figure this out. It's like, wow, yeah, you can hold exactly. wooden sticks? <laughs> Dang, dog. <laughs> Dang, dog. Dang, <laughs> dog. You know, I to be too... I think they have an idea of the otaku culture. I think they have an idea. It's a big export of theirs. But that's the yeah, thing. is like sometimes that, that could be a good thing. Sometimes that could be kind of a bad thing. Because, like, most of, yes. the, most of the tourists that come here are like... Oh, I'm gonna go Naruto run through Akihabara and like, yeah, it, it's that kind of attitude. Like I, I have to mention this because like I go to Shibuya a lot, and like Shibuya is very crowded and like it's very slow moving in the Shibuya area, and it's not because of the Japanese people. And I'm gonna word it like this: the the most popular area is called Shibuya Scramble. That's where everyone crosses the street. Mm-hmm. Like the central. Yeah, right. Yeah, class. Classic yes. thing you've seen. Yeah. It's called Shibuya Scramble. It's not called Shibuya Stop in the Middle of the Street, pull out your yeah, selfie stick and yeah, go, and take Hey, a- look <laughs> at me! I'm in Shibuya. And it's yeah, all these, uh, it's weird people like, like for a photo like a bed. Is it just me or does that also kind of sound like New York City? Yeah, exactly. That's what um, I felt too. As far as the crowdedness, yes. To- uh, uh, yes and no. Yeah, Tokyo and New York City is like, there's a lot of parallels, but there's a lot of way differentness. <laughs> like I'm sure that I can attest to. <laughs> kind of. Have you seen, if you see Shibuya on a Friday or Saturday night, it's uh, yeah, not so clean. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's kind of a standstill. <laughs> Yeah. And again, it's mostly people that are just like stopping in the middle of the street going, oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, I'm in Shibuya. Well, yeah, or during funny- weird theme- themed uh, photos where they like put a mattress down, like, you know, cover up and, you know, weird things and stop in the middle of the Shibuya scramble and shoot an Instagram or TikTok thing. It's like, okay, we're walking. Do you not do walking. that, please? Hey, I'm walking here. Well, you know what's interesting about that, too, is is you know for a fact that it's not just foreigners, that there's also Japanese people doing that. Because you have to imagine Absolutely. that that people, people mm. from different areas of Japan, 
like it kind of in the same aspect that's like just because you live in florida doesn't mean you go to disney disney world every week yeah um, i lived like, like an hour and, away from disney i didn't yeah, yeah i went to school down there rarely rarely in fact i don't think i went there when yeah. I was in college. yeah John, jonathan and i lived in florida for five years and we went twice maybe twice yeah and yep. uh and so it's like oh yeah if, if you're from hokkaido you're not gonna go to tokyo every weekend so so like you got no. like tourists from okinawa and hokkaido and they're like oh yep. like let's go to let's go to shibuya where they have that famous crossing i see on television all the time and then they're yep. in the middle of the street too so yeah yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of a funny cross concept. It's just like a bunch of people crossing the road. Why is it so exciting? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Anything in mass, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, Tyler, what's been new with uh, Abstract Japan? Uh, been a bit quiet. Uh, not too quiet, but a little, a little bit quiet lately because uh, work is kicking my buns. But uh, still plugging along, yeah, doing doing uh, shows about maybe sadly once a month or or whatnot. Um, but I guess one thing I'll definitely be reporting back on is uh, in December. Uh, yeah, early December, Kaiju Big Battle is coming. Yeah, coming for a du- double header double header show. So <laughs> small things like that. Uh, and in fact, this weekend I'm going to a uh, brand new Japanese style wrestling. Not so much the monster kaiju thing, but more the uh, just kind of overtop human ring type thing called Dai Kaiju, um, which is starting up in Worcester. Uh, going to that this weekend. So a few things here and there that um, definitely be reporting back on the podcast otherwise just slowly collecting you know good music and and cranking it out as 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 much as uh i am i can yeah and i do appreciate you still going strong with the abstract japan because you know no borders Oasis is still an indefinite hiatus and like I felt so bad because, like, in the same month, I put No Borders or Race on hiatus. Like, all these other Japanese uh, podcast shows and Japanese radio shows, like Japan or Radio, like, they all called uh, it quits after 20 years. And I'm like, what was yeah. up with July no, 2023? Still here. Still here. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a well, you know, circumstance. That's life. Life's kicking a lot of people's buns. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I'm still still even though it is uh, still going strong. It's still uh, almost uh, a little bit over 13 years at this point. Yes. So I should yeah. lead on to like that leads on to what our episode's about. Sing along. Uh, we're going to be focusing on karaoke actually. Um, first time <laughs> doing karaoke. Our favorite songs. Uh, even going into like the differences between doing karaoke and japan and they're doing karaoke in america which some of us i think can mm-hmm. not for i think at least half of us can talk about yep, yep. Mm. but you know a few things i want to discuss uh, so the other day uh, actually yesterday i went to uh, meiji jingyu um there's this shrine over there in the harajuku area and over there i might have almost angered the shinto gods Unintentionally. <laughs> so, so I went. I think many, many a foreigner have. <laughs> uh, okay, so like I 
I go to the shrine. It's very beautiful, very pretty. Like there's some music playing and I'm hearing like a live drummer like doing like the don, like the, the don, like coming from the shrine itself. And you're like, ah, oh, it feels so nice here. So I see a couple, you know, going up to the shrine, you know, tossing the coins, doing the prayer thing. And then I follow, follow suit. I toss in a few yen, do the whole prayer thing. You know, what you do, the traditional aspect of it. And I do it yep. for a little bit because, you know, I just want to feel, you know, thankful for all the time I've been here so far. And then I, afterwards, I stood up straight and I turned around. And this was my thought process within two seconds. Oh, there's a bunch of Shinto priests behind me. Oh, there's a lot of people marching behind them. Oh, one of them's a bride and groom. Oh shit. And I like bolt out of there, not realizing that there's a wedding procession going on. I think you're okay. I mean, I hope the gods wouldn't uh, think that just because there's a wedding going on that no one else is allowed to pay tribute. So I think you're good. I think you're good. Because there's like there was like no signs there. There was like nothing there saying, "Hey, there's a wedding happening." Like even though I wedding here. Yeah, exactly. But if like anything, you should be upset that you weren't invited to the <laughs> wedding. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So does that make you? You should have crashed the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched them walk in afterwards, which it was very nice. Everyone working, walking very slowly. Good mixed crowd too. It wasn't just like Japanese people. There, it looked like there were people from different nations there. So I wonder if there was like the. I wonder if this was like a very important couple getting married. You could have actually crashed that wedding. If it was like all Japanese, that would have been the most yeah. awkward thing ever. It's like, yeah, I know that, I know that, and I know uh, Shintaro. I mean, just make up a name. <laughs> yeah, I know him. <laughs> okay. So, we go way back. Oh, yeah, man. We, we went yeah, to college. We went oh, the parties the that day, Shintaro day. went to. <laughs> oh, my God. He was a wild man. All that all that cocaine and hookers. Oh, geez. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that, it was a weird incident. Because, like, you know, you want to be respectful. You want to... No, like, even, even though I, I, it was a mistake... I didn't realize this was what was going on. Like I still felt bad for doing it. No, I get you, because you're a kind soul, man. You're a good, you're a good human. That's yeah, why yeah. You care. You give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though. Uh, these days, the the ultimate dilemma is uh, Western wedding or Japanese wedding. Traditional, you know, is like one or the other. Church wedding or Shinto wedding. Yeah, because I'll be talking about that a little bit because I've seen a lot of people like doing like the photo ops for weddings and like a lot of them are doing like the Western styled wedding dress compared to like the, the Shinto style. Yep. Getting, gaining more popularity for sure. Mm. I don't know, yeah. I don't know who the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, before we continue more onwards, um, I do have a couple of shout outs I want to give. So the other day I was walking around my neighborhood and I came across this pathway called uh, Ebisu Road. And I walked down this area and I found all these different shops, different restaurants. Mm. And then suddenly I came across this like garage that was filled with all these 
really nice painted artworks. And I'm not sure if it was just like one guy who painted them or if it was like a bunch of artists. And the name of the area, according to the translation, was the Oishi Village Garage Gallery. And this was in the Kanemecho it, area. Tasty village, like Oishi, like Tasty Village. Yeah, Oishi Village Garage <laughs> Gallery. That'd be very Japanese. If that, yeah, yeah, Delicious Village Garage Gallery. Delicious Tasty Village. And I spent like 20 minutes just looking at these paintings and just very impressed with the various styles on display. And I even noticed that there were like these framed notes from people in China, France, and other European nations. Huh. So, how did they taste? <laughs> did you uh, like the pizza? Yeah, Oishi days. <laughs> I mean, mm, maybe I, maybe I could have, because like there, there was this sign in front of the building, <laughs> and when I went to translate it, it said, paintings, free with donation. And like there was a part of me that was like going, are the paintings free with a small donation? <laughs> and then like... free. <laughs> or like... But then I realized, oh, it's the mission is free that you can donate if you want to. But yeah, like that would be a total Gaijin smash thing to just walk out with, with a painting. Like, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like I couldn't find a place to donate. Like you, where does it donate? Where's the box to donate? So there was nothing there. So mm. I figured maybe just giving him a bit of a shout out here. Oishi Village Garage Gallery, oh, Kaname yeah. Cho, down the Ebisu Road area maybe give them a shout out in that fashion so that awesome. it was a really cool little discovery there those are the best those corners especially in in tokyo and osaka so some of the best things are in those corner alleys yes maybe it was a mistranslation on your part and it was really oishi village and it was painting free with donut not mm. not donate Donuts are tasty. Exactly. You got it wrong. Yeah. So uh, this reminds me, like, when I was at Harajuku today, there was a long... Yesterday, there was a long line for a restaurant. It was just called Donut, with, like, a question mark. And, like, I see, it's like, yes, it's a donut. You're serving donuts. I I can vouch as an American, yes, you are serving donuts. You don't need the question. (laughs) We don't know. (laughs) I am a donut ambassador. Yeah. I'm just picking every like chain restaurant here with a question mark next to them, like five guys? (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, six guys. Well it it would be it actually would be funny if like that was the one donut place you go to where they're not using rice flour to make their donuts, they're actually making like flour donuts. You know, because then you'd have it like they have it in America, but in Asia in Asia they make their donuts with the um with the rice flour and it's a very different donut. I didn't Um, know that. Oh, yeah. you didn't? Yeah. I didn't, really, I didn't really eat a lot of donuts over there. So yeah, it, if, you, if you have if you have Asian donuts from like uh, Mr. Donut or um, there's another one that we ate at, uh, but it's all rice flour, and so the donuts are like huh. they're chewy. So they they're yeah. not it's it, they're not cakey like they are here. They're chewy, mm-hmm. and and yeah. it's very different. And I can only eat a couple of them before I start to feel a little sick. <laughs> but it is, but it is worth like, and they're a little bit blander to be completely honest. But yeah, uh, it ain't no crispy cream. 
Yeah, they're not as sweet as you get them here, but um, is there a reason behind that? Like, is it just more traditional, or did they not they, like? So, so um, as much as Japan loves their pastries, they're not that good at baking. So, so they Wait, they uh, haven't they haven't mastered they haven't of, yeah yeah they haven't mastered yeah. uh, like the the Western flour like and I, and. Yeah, flour is not that great for us, right? Like, like we all know that that wheat flour is not good, and it's it's whatever. We we get it, but um, we but gotta get that mastered, Yeah, but they haven't they haven't actually <laughs> mastered making pastry, right? Uh, that's why like their their bread is weird in Japan. And, uh, okay, and, well, oh I, I need, wait, 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 so stop, 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 because, like, you say the bread is weird. Like, I have not come across this weird bread that you talked about. Like, everything, I, of, I, every part I, of I bread agree. I've eaten has been good. Like, it tastes like American bread. <laughs> Where is this weird bread you keep talking about, Andrew? No, no, Tyler agrees. I, with I'm with Andrew, yeah. <laughs> bread, bread, the bread game over there. It's not as weird as the cheese game over there, but it's... Okay, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's different. I mean, it's not just just the giant slices. It's it's different. I don't know how to describe it. That's a deep. It's like it could be a whole episode. Just the. Yeah. Well, we are gonna we're gonna do that. We're, we're gonna do this. We're, we have to do Get a food into the episode. science. What what a the culinary ingredients is? Yeah. yeah. I'm down. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to do a food episode, like rating food in Japan sometime soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. Oh, heck yeah. 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 Those uh, dried sardines, by the way. Sardines. <laughs> mm, sardines. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. The Any kind of fish thing in, in Asia, I'm just like all about it. People are like, that's gross. I was like, no, man, it's awesome. It's like prime fish. It's prime seafood country. Jeez. Yeah, I like. I just, I, lo- I, I just love eating straight up like the little fish heads. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, just pop yeah. them in your mouth. Oh, it's so yeah. <laughs> and the other shout out I want to give to is to the Tokyo International Music Market. And I got the opportunity to see Ooh. various bands from Japan perform live, including um, big acts like Atarashi Gakko and some great newcomers Me, like Grayman and Clang Ruler. And I have to thank the uh, management of Atarashi Gakko, Asobi Systems, for actually helping me get into this event. Um mm. You can read my review of it on the B3 site because I could spend two hours just talking about this event. And I got to meet like various folks from like Avex Entertainment, Sony Music, Nippon Columbia, Universal Music. Damn, Damn, those are are the ones I'm afraid to play on my show because I'm going to get shut down. I was very careful too. But like, I might have some interviews coming up from various bands I watched. And oh, yeah. some of these other labels. Like I'm, I'm I'm talking to one of the people from Nippon Columbia and they're like, hey, we've got these up and comers. Can you listen to them and see what you think? And maybe just maybe I might actually get to have them on not this podcast, but on my one on one interview show. To be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you ended up like work, like transcending the English teaching and yeah, and, yeah, like right. working at working at a major label like Avex or something. I'm I'm looking forward to the your future. Thank you. <laughs> I know you you, what, you work in mysterious ways in a good way. I know you've been there for like. A month, and you're already yeah. just like making no, you've made more to connections all the music than I did. Yeah. <laughs> made more connections that already than I did in three years. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> I love no, it. Seriously, you've got a point. You actually do have a future in this. 
Yeah. Maybe. Oh, we'll 100%. see. We will sure. have to see. I just have to make sure not yep. to fuck it yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> True. And then someday, this podcast will be, uh, like, historic. Because we will be, like, the first. Yeah. yeah. It will be your plebeium. That's when right. The first duck got, when the duck first got a muck. Yes. Yep. Yeah. The duck got his crown in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, yep. So I, I was only able to go to the first two days of the event. I couldn't go on the third day. Because on the on the Friday... I had the Chai concert that I, so you might've mm. rem- remembered. I, nice. I got a free ticket to see them do a private performance for buying their album at the Tower Records in Shibuya. And I get there and I am first in line and I'm thinking, all right, yes, first in line. I'm going to be front and center, going to see the band, no problem. And then I walk downstairs when they open up and I'm greeted by somebody holding a drawing box and like (laughs) man they love those drawings and yeah (laughs) and like all right fair it's fair yeah it's like all right (laughs) right but i was here (laughs) all right also um, evan you're like probably a foot taller than everyone else so if you were in the front row yeah true touche touche i'm like all right you have to pick a number and come back here in two hours for the actual show even yeah they do that for concert tickets even like uh, selling of it before you even get to the venue Sometimes. There's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I pull out the number, and the number is 170. <laughs> it's oh, done. <laughs> so, like, I had to come back at 7 and wait on the third floor, which the concert was in the basement, for my number to be called. And what, ven- what venue was that at? This was at the Tower Records in Shibuya. Down, like, there's a downstairs oh, concert venue. Oh, I did not know that. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> so I came back, had to wait on the third floor, and I wound up being five rows away from the stage, which, you know, wasn't too bad. And yeah, That's good. You know, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Chai came on. Yeah, <laughs> Chai came on. They, they did a five-song set, all songs from their brand-new self-titled album. It was great. It was fantastic. Um, and then afterwards... There was an autograph session, and I had them autograph the booklet from the CD, and I got to chat with a band, and I got to mention that I saw them play at the Sinclair in 2022, (laughs) which was such a great show. And their English is really good, by the way. They're very fluent in English. And I think that's why they've had a, a little bit of a cloud here in the in the states. I, I feel like someone someone speaking English. That's you know it doesn't hurt. Right. I mean, they're on the subplot label have, in America. They're on Nir, yeah, oh, okay, Nirvana's okay, label okay. over there. There you go. Right. There you go. Then yeah. And I was able to tell them like how like when I saw them live, like the only band that I could compare them to was like the Beastie Boys. And they took that as a very high compliment because they were inspired would, by the Beastie Boys. I, yeah, I would take that as a high, high compliment. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I, you remind me of the Beastie Boys. Get out. <laughs> Get out now. <laughs> yeah. so, long, so long, Guy Jean. We're influenced by Mozart. Mozart only. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a good time. And like, if you've. That's awesome. 
if you've never had a chance to see the Beastie Boys live, like Chai are a close second to like getting Ooh. that same energy. Okay, I hear you. Yeah, they're, pretty, they're you. pretty. They're pretty cool. They're yeah, pretty cool. they're very cool. All right, so now it's time for our segment ADA. Ask Duck anything. So I know Tyler, you're not new to that. You're new to this. So this is the time yeah, yeah. where like we have the co-hosts of the show here. Ask me anything about my experiences in Japan, and we go in alphabetical order. So, Andrew, Derek, John, oh Star, and Tyler. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. Do we do yeah. the two questions or do we do the three questions? Uh, well, because Tyler's here, we'll we'll do one question. Okay. Sounds okay. good. All right. So, Andrew, you're first. Okay. Um. Gosh. Wow. This is, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, <laughs> what am I going to ask Evan that he's been, that he's been doing? Uh, have you had any problem children yet? I, that's what I want to oh. know. Have, have you, have you run across any, have you come run across anything where you've had any problem children yet? So there has been a couple. teaching. Yeah. So I have had a couple. Not going. No, of course, never, yeah, what a never. good question then. Not yeah. a waste of question. <laughs> so like there's this one class I have and like I, you know, you want the kids to be quiet and everything. You want them to, you know, pay attention to everything you're saying. I have this one student who, like, parrots everything I say no. while I am teaching. <laughs> and he doesn't just mumble parrot. He parrots loudly. Like, he wants oh, to be no. the center of attention. Oh, hey, no. he's, secretly, he's secretly learning English by being yeah. a jerk. <laughs> And, like, I, I've had these kids in my classroom that, like, will be loud and want to be the center of attention. And normally what I do is I actually mm. walk to their desk and I make them the center of attention by making me the center of attention of the class as well. To the point where I'm hoping they get uncomfortable and not want to be a nuisance anymore. But this one kid just doesn't quiet down. <laughs> he doesn't have. <laughs> he does. What's your idea? What's your idea, Derek? What you're gonna do is humble him. <laughs> Say the phrase, "I have severe flatulence," and then once he repeats that, explain to the class what that sentence means. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. That's oh, actually no, a very he, good thing. He, like, he, I, he, I he like parrot embarrassing, embarrassing yeah, stuff. I, I like really like the under underhandedness of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, class! This kid That's does poo poo stinky a lot. Yeah, did you did you hear what he said? Uh, <laughs> dumb kid. Yeah. I know English and you don't. I my pants. <laughs> okay, so that was one student, and then another student. This happened the second or third week of classes. And I do not know what this kid's mentality was. So, like, I'm teaching. We're pairing up people in groups for this event, for, for, for this assignment. And I notice in the corner of my eye, this one student, his pants are, like, down to his ankles. And he's, like, waddling around, like, like in his underwear. What? You have a Shin-Chan in your class. <laughs> <laughs> and I see this happen. And, like, vocally, I shout... Zubon, Uwe, like pants up. And he quickly <laughs> does that. But internally, I'm like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this Wait. kid? <laughs> well, the Shinchan in your class is uh, 
Mr. Elephant there too? No. Oh, thank God, no. No. <laughs> thank God, no. Well, uh... Please explain. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. Yeah, so Mr. Elephant, so, like, there are parts of Crayon Shin-Chan where he's just butt naked and he draws an elephant on his schlong and does an elephant dance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's why they had to make Crayon Shin-Chan an adult (laughs) show in America. Because Crayon Shin-Chan is for children. It's not really for children. Um, it's so crude. I love it. That's why I love uh, it. <laughs> it's it, it is really it's funny though because it's it's that whole idea that um like you're at a you're at an all boys school and they're just being all boys you know like it's just like true, yeah true, like, true. like this is like we're doing the guy stuff still right you know yeah. so, it's I, I love to see that that's universal among cultures you know yeah they're <laughs> for sure they're, for sure they're doing poo poo pee pee jokes and they're writing yeah, right. penis oh, yeah. on their yeah. on their paper and then oh here's the thing this, this this is this is <laughs> this is an all boys school like if they were doing this where there were girls around you know like most of these kids would not be acting the way they are right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, I, I know American public schools. Uh, yeah. that's still <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. A, mean, a few still would. In fact, a few still would. More. Yeah. A few would still do it and be like, oh, he's just doing that because that's his way of saying he likes you. No, no, <laughs> no. They're just doing it because they're they're they think yeah. they're being funny and they're being yeah, really no, dumb. No, no, no. He's he's a guy. He thinks the dongus is funny. Poop is funny. Poop is funny forever. I'm sorry. So parts are funny. That's dude. That's I'm actually I'm actually really happy to hear that. Like I'm I was hope I'm. I'm so happy that the answer was not like, no, it's Japan. Everybody's really polite and well-behaved. Like, it makes me so happy to hear that there are just normal people, like, misbehaving, being school kids. You know, that's awesome. I love it. Kids will be kids, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. They're burping in class. They're farting in class. And it's like... Oh, that's awesome. That's... that's, (laughs) I'm I'm trying to hold it together. Watch Naruto. I consider myself an expert on Japanese schools, and I. Think- <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's so many uh, people who actually. <laughs> so, like, if you think you're going to go to uh, Japan like, uh, and teach English, and everyone's going to be nice and polite, well, you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my god, who did that? <laughs> How do you do sound effects? <laughs> so, so there's a little music. So you see this little music um, logo there. Well, like that's how you do it in Discord. I just learned how to do that. Cool. I no love it. So much. I want that on my show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's only a few selections. If you um, what is it? If you get Nitro, you can add your own sounds. But... Yeah, you can make your own sounds and everything. But uh, dude, that that's awesome. That, I'm I'm actually I'm actually genuinely happy to hear that. Like that's uh, that because that makes it interesting for you too, right? Because then you have these students who are kind of challenging you, but you know, not really. Like it's it's not really a challenge. They're just like being kids, and yeah, I, I there's just, not, just, there's I've heard I've heard stories of like like kids who are like literally bullying the the adult, you know, the mm, teachers and stuff. Yeah. The, those are the good, like, 
those are it's manageable for sure for sure yeah 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 they 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 learned they learned the concept of fucking around and finding out very quickly at our at our school <laughs> you uh you well, well I, I wouldn't say good but yeah <laughs> uh you haven't uh you don't have a like a a giant delinquent with a heart of gold in your class, do you? Like where, like in like an anime? Oh, like, I do have like, someone. <laughs> uh, that's that's the thing. I have someone in the class who kind of acts and looks like like Gien from Doraemon. He's a big guy, and like he wants to kind of be the center of attention, but like he kind of has a heart of gold. Like he 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 like helps out the shorter students. Like he like that funny. He, he, he kind of like he kind of like he's not the bully. He kind of like protects like the students who haven't had the growth spurt yet. <laughs> I, I had oh, one. That, uh, <laughs> I had one that was uh, fell into that because, uh, but it's the student was from China, so <laughs> he probably was already kind of ousted, and that but I feel like played into kind of why. Uh, he was a bit of bit of a, a delinquent, but um, the great moment, especially in English teaching, you know, there was one, one. It, he it wasn't, you know, it's hard to say. Kids, it, without knowing that kid's backstory and everything, but mm-hmm. um, one day, you know, he was just came up to me, was so beaming, and said just a simple phrase in English. And I'm like, yes, dude. And it wasn't like mean or anything. He just like it connected. He wanted to connect with me, saying something in English. It made him beam. And I was like, yes, dude. Like, um, you know, he, he wasn't he wasn't like a bully. He was just a, probably a bully because he's been bullied. You know, kind of yeah, yeah. Type it, thing. It, it's kind of a um, a defense mechanism. Yeah, you'll you'll find these golden moments like that where mm-hmm. everything just kind of subsides, and he just wanted to connect with me mm-hmm. and say that word, and most other people would brush that off. It's like, yeah, you said hello, whatever. Yes. No, that was a huge, significant moment. You know, um, I have a um, there's a not a bully student, but I have a student who has a stutter. And like he really? always really tries his best. Like he had to do a whole presentation uh, in English for, oh, for a test. Well, so many presentation type things for English class. Yeah, that must be rough. But like, does he have a stutter with English, or yeah. does he have a stutter with Japanese as well? Both. With both. With both. Good question. Oh, good question. Yeah. Good question. With both. But like he really did his best, and like I still gave him. I still gave him like the ten points, the perfect score. And I even right. took him aside True. afterwards. I said, "You did good. Your voice. You have a yeah. good voice." And because I, because yeah, it's that's... kids like that where you have to really build up their confidence. Yes, yes, that kid's going places. He gave it. He tried, even despite everything. That's that's. You did. You did good. It would really favor you. Get rid of that stutter, though. No, I would not. No, I. I, I would. Hey, you're making me nervous. You're making me nervous, kid. Spike. English. <laughs> but he did good. He did good. Is it only verbal no. there, or is there any written stuff? Because that could be where he really shines. Um, for my classes, it's mostly verbal. Is there such thing as a written stutter? Sorry, that's bad joke. <laughs> no, there isn't. That's why I'm asking. 
because you can actually like reinforce his strengths too. If he knows the English language, he just can't speak it. I feel like that's like, we're talking about the King's Speech movie here. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So like a lot of kids will, will write English well, but they can't speak it well. Oh yeah, exactly. absolutely. There's a bit, there's a big disconnect. Yeah, you pre- that's that's one of the things I'm sure, Evan, you're already tuning into is is like picking up on the, you know, there's so there's it varies with each student. One can speak very well, one can write really well, or maybe they just like uh, music or something or mm-hmm. or, ha- you know, some people are visual learners, audio learners. Um like you, you, I feel like you're yeah. Inversely, some people here can speak Japanese, yep. but they have no idea how to write kanji. Yes. 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 So you actually, that, actually, that's very that's that's strength. very common in Japan, where like you have people who who have lived here their entire lives, they can write the hiragana and katakana, but they can't yeah, read even kanji. With, even with yeah, even within mm. the, its own language, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the good, uh, the thing I found, I found pleasure in is like finding those little sparks and just really run with it and encouraging that, and don't be discouraged by the other part that you can't do. If if like yeah, um, you're not good at speaking. I'm sorry, you have to do a presentation. Everyone has to do it. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> but when you write, the man, you just give him praise and you focus on that because if you put too much pressure on one or the other, they especially I found like uh, it, it, with Japanese students, it, like a lot can just a lot of people can just shut off. In fact, that's a language barrier kind of in general. In general, um, people are too afraid to make a mistake in English right. there, so they just yes. won't say it at all. In fact, right. that plays into a lot of uh, not sitting next to you in the train type thing. It's not you as a foreigner. It's just, they don't want to be spoken to and dealt with the awkwardness of making a mistake. Mm. Uh, that's why I feel like a lot we, a lot of English teachers, I know Evan, you'll do it where you just like, you see their little strengths and you just build it up, man. Like that, It's okay to suck at something else. Right. And there's other ways of learning. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not all income. No one's perfect. It's, I don't, know, I don't know. It's very obvious stuff I feel like I'm saying, but. Yes. But to answer your question, obvious Andrew, yes, 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 there are problematic yeah. students. Woo! <laughs> yep. Woo! All right. Derek, what's your question? Um, oh, God, I had one. Um, oh, shoot. Um, all right. So you've been to J- Japan before, correct? Yes. This is my third time. All right. So, what is something new that you have seeked out since currently arriving, or that you want to seek out? Something you haven't experienced before. Uh, I do want to. So, there's this indoor theme park, Joyopolis, that I've been hearing oh, a lot yeah, yeah. about. Yeah, That's yeah, something I really want to seek that? out. What is that? Never heard of it. Yeah. Is that new? Yeah, it's not new. It's not new. It's been around for a couple of years, but it's something that I've recently discovered, and it's an indoor theme park. I think Sega owns it. Yeah, it is. Because there's a lot of Sega-owned things. That's an indoor Sega theme park. It's called um, McDonald's Play Places. Ah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> just a ball pit and Evan in the middle of it. <laughs> all the, uh, all the balls, all the balls have like Sega, Sega written on them or Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> right. Maybe. It's maybe. like Sega oh. <laughs> if they were, if it was like a pit of gotcha, and you just like grab them all, open them all, that'd be cool. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> it's like go, I, go ham on it. I, uh, I have seen, I have seen video of the inside of of Joyopolis, and it's pretty dope. Like, there's a roller coaster in indoors, and uh, there's video games everywhere. Uh, it's it's on claw machines. There's a lot of claw machines, so it's it's oh, kind yeah. of like a mix of an. It's a yeah. mix of uh, arcade, like Sega Sega themed arcade and Sega themed like mini yeah. rides. I would say, uh, oh, yeah, like ultra arcade. Yeah, so um, uh, I think I think the only big thing that they have there is the roller coaster that's inside. If it's still there, yeah, it might not be. But um, but yeah, it's it's cool. It's, it's very cool. so like so kind of like the mall of, of America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that I've never been. Yeah, there's um, there's actually a brand new indoor theme park that's opening up in spring in Japan. And what's neat about it is like, it's not just a theme park, but it's also a murder mystery themed sort of thing. So like you get to participate in the story that's going on when you're there that specific day. Like you could be like accused of being the killer and sometimes you'll have to like find ways to prove that you're not the one who did it. And sometimes they'll be right. Oh my God, I really did kill that guy. Interesting. Find out how the last person died on the ride that you're about to go on. Go. <laughs> it was the butler with the pipe. Um, that's, it yeah, that's pretty cool. It was halfway through the ride. You know what, uh... <laughs> Uh, this this uh, this kind of changes the subject, but also sticks on the theme of like something you 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 should seek out and see if like you can find it. Just because it's kind of a neat concept that I find very strange is in Japan, but we really don't get to experience it here in the culture. Is they have stores that are just mystery boxes. Like you basically pay for like a hundred dollar ticket or a twenty dollar ticket or whatever, and you buy different tiers of just random stuff of mystery boxes and mm. then you just open up these boxes and there might be something cool in there or there might be something totally useless that you just spent a hundred dollars on um I, I knew that was a seasonal thing but there's like stores just for that there's, there's stores just for that that's Cause like there, that's, yeah because there's the grab bag that that's insane yeah. that's like yeah. that's not <laughs> it's right like, it's like, like you know on for you that that's you know people thing. would do it here, yeah. Because like, oh, yeah, cause like, it's gambling. Oh, yeah. oh, it's yeah. just gambling. Yeah, but yeah. even still, yeah, but even still, like, is. the TV show Storage Wars was a huge thing here, and that was essentially people oh, doing right. exactly yeah. that for yes. hours so, upon yeah. hours, and they spent thousands yeah. of dollars. Yeah, yeah. In fact, people would probably just sell their homes for a high price and be like, "Hey, you can might find something in here you have at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's yours so, now. So actually close to me um, in Senkawa, there is a vending machine, a mystery vending machine where like oh, you put oh, in, nice. you put in a thousand yen and maybe you might get something small like binoculars or maybe like a food treat, or you might get a Nintendo switch. What? <laughs> Damn. Um, yeah, so for, have you solved, so ha have you solved the mystery then, Evan? No, no, no. Like I, oh. I haven't tried it yet. I feel like that. Like no. this is something. Like I have to have one of you 
come to Japan <laughs> and we do it together and record it. Yeah, for, for a listener reference, that's that's like a keen like eight, nine bucks these days. Uh, yeah, yeah, US yeah, dollars. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that's not, that's not a, that's a, you know, that's not a yes. One of those, I would just get like gravel. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got a rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a moldy, moldy eaten cheeseburger. <laughs> something with a bite, something with a bite out of it. Yeah, I got a napkin that has Japan spelt wrong on it. What the heck? Jerper. Jupon? What's Jupon? <laughs> but um, they spelled it. They spelled it Nippon. What the hell? <laughs> but the uh, but the uh, I found it. The it's called Immersive Fort Tokyo. It's opening up in the spring. It's gonna have twelve attractions, four restaurants, and the restaurant is where like the immersive murder mystery happens. Really? That's awesome. That's why are these things like ju- just opening at, especially right after a pandemic? Like, who because that was the time where people were like, oh, we can like we can actually yeah, make money again true. from this stuff. It's true until the next until, until the next. Please uh, don't say that. Why it is having fever and just want to go out and do something? So all of a sudden, people are coming up with ideas, being like, it is I no know. people. People are crazy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not touching it with the 10-foot pole. <laughs> yeah. John, what's your question? All right. So um, I had, like, every single teacher who I have ever known, and I, I want to know if it's happened to you, but today was one of those days where I was just like, I'm not having fun anymore doing this. I'm not coming back on Monday. It's never happening again. I'm a fraud. I'm not a teacher. And I'm kind of curious if you've had those days yet. Have you had a day at work where you're just like, this is not for me. I made a huge mistake. They're going to know I'm a fraud. You know, just Um, like the worst case of imposter syndrome. I am me. So so I I will answer it like this. So I haven't had the I'm a fraud situation yet uh, feeling. I haven't had that situation. But the kid I was talking about earlier that was parroting everything, that I had the class with, with that one kid. And it got to a point where it was so bad that I didn't end the class early. My assistant ended the class a few minutes earlier. Your assistant. Oh, yeah, yikes. the wow. one that's that's fluent in Japanese wow. that's supposed to be translating yeah. everything with me. And let me tell you something. Yep. Like, this assistant yeah. of mine, <laughs> she's amazing. She does a phenomenal awesome, job. Awesome. No, there are some amazing, amazing, like, not only assistants, but also homeroom teachers. Yeah. She makes me a better teacher. So for her to yeah. be like, let's end yeah, early. Yeah, no. For her to be <laughs> the one that go, let's... Uh, uh, I can't handle yep. this today. Says a lot. <laughs> I have a bunch I of kids. Like an old school WWF match where it's like a tag team match and the ref's back is yep. turned. Tag team partner just That's- jumps in the ring and hits him with a chair and runs away. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, in fact, English teaching in Japan in general is is that uh, is that wrestling. There's there's quite a few students that like so when. W- as a as a first year teacher there was like this a lot of fear going into like not knowing how kids were going to act around you 
and uh-huh. I found that like I, I often was intimidated by some of the students who would challenge me because like you didn't know how to respond the first time that somebody challenged you on something and um, but now I feel like after uh, this is my eighth year teaching like that fear is gone because I've heard every excuse in the book by this point you know and so like you always you always have a bullet in the chamber for whatever yes. for every type of student that you come across and like my go-to one now especially for students who are like unwilling to do the work that I give them or like they sigh at me or anything like that I just straight up laugh at them you know like like like, <laughs> like not even just like unrelenting like like oh Mr. Fleming <laughs> what you know like I just you know it, it, you just come to to be more comfortable in that setting but like the one that got me today was like I I I it, I was at the end of a project. We've been working on a project for three days, and everybody everybody's projects were due in the class. I'd lean down to help a student with a question, and I'm looking at their computer screen, and then I finish their question, and I look up at the rest of the classroom, and there are seven more hands up in the air, just waiting for me to get to them. And at this point, it's just like, what am I doing wrong? Why are these kids so helpless? Why can't they do anything? Because <laughs> um, they're kids, honestly, they can't do anything. Well, so that's I, I mean, so when you're talking about like like high schoolers or something, though, like you you hope for this point a little bit more independence. And um, there's a teacher who's been teaching. She's going on to 20 years right now. And at a meeting at one point, she said, I found a test that I gave to my students in 2010 and I would not be able to ever administer this test ever again with the the quality of students that we have now in American schools. And so, um, yeah. um, So like the quality of students and like the um, the sheer helplessness of students nowadays is actually legitimately overwhelming sometimes because like every kid, especially after like we like we did a uh, hybrid school for COVID and everything like that. Every kid just learned this helplessness that they, they can't do anything without us holding them by the hand for every single step of the way now. And um, I'm curious, it, it, this would be a really hard one to unpack because you, we would need both uh, Devin, you and Tyler to unpack this together about like how students act and what their behaviors are now. But I'm curious as to whether or not students in Japan have developed that exact same kind of mentality from the from like 10 years ago, we'd say. And obviously you don't have that, but like you have three years of experience as a teacher, Tyler, and then Evan, you're there now, right. you know, and like crossing over, you could kind of see like the difference in like the kind of lessons that you would teach each other. And I'm awfully curious as to whether or not there's been a degradation in the quality of like what students think they're able to do. Uh, that I, is a lot to you. I, I think Tyler has to take this question. <laughs> yeah, and I won't, I won't go too in depth because um, it's kind of this kind of a bit, a little bit abstract, but in, in a broad sense, because not only it in Japan, it's also here. Uh, it regional, uh, regional things uh, change it. Um, also within a class, there's always a range. It's pretty much split and kind of always has been, who gives a fuck about learning English? Who doesn't? Never will do the yeah, motions, yeah. but there's always the few that actually want to. Mm. And the other ones who don't, they just 
are going through. So I feel, um, and it's also tough to say because I was in there just for like the pandemic part. So I didn't have enough too much time to do it pre. Well, I did briefly pre, but um, it's it's tough to say because already English te- it's on the back burner. English class is really really on the back burner so most students they're t- kind of too busy with the other subjects well, well i even, can yeah i mean i can resonate with that i mean like i'm in the arts department yeah. and yeah. like that is that is yeah. absolutely still a thing that yeah. you know it's, it's like how come my kids failing this class it's yeah. just art you know it's just like well yeah <laughs> so there but there is the obviously through internet and stuff like speaking English and seeing in- movies in English and stuff coming from the West, like there is, it's more of a like interest rather than mm. mm-hmm. a desire or not to learn. It's just kind of cool. There's some, like I said, some students who actually are like, oh, I want to, and they'll say it in the speeches and stuff, like, I want to travel overseas or I want to be a patisserie in France. I want to actually bake properly, hopefully. Uh, uh, go to France. Yes, please learn there. Uh, uh, there's a lot of little cafes that mimic that, but that's circling back to our free, our bakery talk. Uh, anyways, um, so yeah, that uh, baguette. Uh, there, um, like um yeah three years is i can't say like i can't give a solid answer as as to um kind of the helplessness of wanting to learn a desire or not um yeah it's a lot to unpack because obviously it's regional too out in the sticks you're they're less exposed to it so most people don't care yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit. I feel like this would be a topic for for another one. If I even answered it. Oh correctly. sure. When I brought this up, I thought yeah. I thought of it more as theoretical to begin with. Anyways, I wasn't. I definitely wasn't yeah. expecting like a solid yeah. answer. And I feel like there's no way you possibly can. But and uh, time length and also the location. Uh, both times, even in Nagano, is kind of still in the sticks. Um. Yeah, it's it's hard to say. I I'll I'll uh, respect. Fully move on to the, the next question. Yeah, that's yeah. Fine. Well, that's well, we should fine. we should come back to that though. That's uh, that's, uh I'll have to think of that and like write yeah. out some bulletin points. Um, Evan, uh, yeah. that might be a question for like your your classroom teacher. You know, the the co teacher yes. that you teach yeah. with, because it sounds like she has quite a bit of experience. So you could say like, what's the difference yeah. in rigor between students? who have you know students from 10 years ago to send 10 uh, from to now you know oh yeah that's a good you know i may plan to do like a round table episode with some of these english teachers in the future and i might want to bring yeah. that question up yeah and this is a yeah. legit thing they bring up with the japanese teachers and stuff in the board of education and stuff there's there's actually like kind of metrics and stuff and they're trying to raise like depending on who's in power like there there is some sort of abstract benchmark which i don't that's where i want to get and learn more about because i don't know about about like oh we need to 
focus on this and this and area, but it's so just, I mean, we know. have that. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, we're already struggling as also, but yet they'll take any, any teacher, not, not to, uh, um, downplay me and Evan's skills, but, uh, they'll take anyone kind of over there to teach and yet there have some sort of benchmark and that's why the, and also because it's 99, 98% Japanese, uh, that there's, there's not like a good benchmark of like how well people are, have learned English or not, because there's not enough practice in executing it, mm, you know, yes. or expansion. Yeah. If, if that makes any sense. It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. I guess, Tyler, you have the final question. Sure. Uh, on a little different, uh, different topic. Um, if I was not mistaken, I saw a post or something. You went on a date. How did you come? A, am I? Is that? Am I right? You went on. A I mean, date? I went on a. I went on a few dates with somebody. Yes. Yes, and that's already amazing. Uh, how I'm just curious how you met. You don't have to give any details really in the person or anything. How did you meet that person? Was this online? Is this a Japanese person? What was the language uh, you were speaking? Um, just a little, little. I'm just curious about that. So, yeah. if you uh, feel comfortable sharing. Yes. Too. Okay. So I actually met her through OK Cupid. So like. And wow. oh, thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> she and she was Japanese and we went on a few dates. Okay. We went on three dates and did a lot of talking back and forth. Um, mostly in English, but I did a couple okay. of, you know, I did try to speak to her in Japanese a couple of times. Um, I do give her credit for actually showing me how to properly hold chopsticks. Uh, True. Someone's got yeah, to teach you, Yeah, you because know? I, I, <laughs> I used to hold them with four fingers. You're supposed to hold them with just the three fingers. And, yeah, I guess, yeah. And, you know, she showed me how to do that properly. Um, yeah, and nicely, too. Not like, ah, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, not like that. It's like, you know, if, you know, here's a little upgrade, per se. Yes. Know, a little more. Yeah. So I went how on. how we a, do it here. Yeah, and... Um, but then, you know, after three dates, we kind of went back and forth online some more. But then, unfortunately, like, she just stopped responding. So, like, Ooh. yeah, kind of got ghosted. Yep. I got ghosted. Yep. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. Man, yeah. you're in Tokyo, though. It's going to happen. But that's amazing. I mean, already, make, already making moves in, in the music industry and dating. Jeez, what's next? I mean, like, if, you, if, you, if you're able to... <laughs> If you're able to get into it that quickly, like within the first month that you were there, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's yeah, probably going to be a consistent huge. thing. I hope so. I it's hope huge. so. No, no. Another guy, Hunter. I'm being careful with that, dude. I'm being very careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good for you. Um, yeah. Although you I, sidestepped I, her, her request for money, and she, yeah. that's when she stopped re- responding to your texts. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm, quite, I'm curious, um, Tyler, um, when yes. you brought this, you brought this up. What did I post pictures of, like another of, of a girl? Not a picture. No, it wasn't a picture. It was you just mentioned something about date, and I remember it's like, oh snap! Already that. First of all, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. just curious because that's a whole another. That should that also could be a whole another episode about right. You know. Other um, people's because, perspective. Unfortunately, I didn't get too much, you know, insight into that, especially during the pandemic. But 
that's another very cultural, you know, thing. It's different. Yes. And okay, because I was curious because I I met up with with a friend of no, mine. No, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't post post any photos. It was I think. It was okay, because post about yeah, I met with a, a friend of mine. I post her pictures on my Facebook. No. Um, yeah. no, no, you did make a post that just said mentioned a date one time. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yes, I'm not, the, I'm not crazy, and I'm yeah, not yeah. a creeper either. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> What's but, you are, but you are curious. Of course, of course. Yes. Um, because <laughs> this did want me to lead into like a couple of places that I visited because I met up with, with a friend of mine um, in a place in Tokyo called Hibia. And this mm-hmm. friend of mine... Um, she, I, her name is Haruna, and I met her at Showa Boston when I was learning Japanese there back in 2019. And we go back and forth a lot. And what's cool about her is that she goes to voice acting school. And yeah, so they have schools specifically for voice acting. And she goes to a voice acting school that's run by Jun Fukuyama. And Jun Fukuyama is the one who played Lelouch in Code Geass and Koro-sensei in Assassination Classroom. Dang, dude. And on top of that, she also does some stage acting. She played lead roles in some very small plays, and she did some ensemble roles in bigger plays. In fact, uh, I may want to have her come on the show sometime to talk about her experiences doing like the voice acting school, because it's really, really oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Koro Sensei podcast. Oh my god. No, 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 no. Not Koro Sensei. The girl going to the school run by Koro Sensei. Oh, oh, which one? No, no. I, I mean, literally. She goes to the school that's oh, run by I the see. voice actor who plays <laughs> Koro Sensei. I see. Sorry. I missed that connection. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, we can get uh, deeper in, into that in a whole other episode. In fact, there's a whole thing of um, like uh, traditional. How do I explain it? Traditional, like kind of a speed dating type thing. There's this whole traditional uh, thing of if you're single and looking to meet other single girls like this weird thing where you pay yeah it's it's a whole long long thing but yeah yeah. there's like a host host who you pay them and there's a whole mingling thing and there's very specific ways of doing it Mm -hmm. and that's for another episode yeah 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 yeah. that was one of my few one of you's a murderer (laughs) (laughs) we we move far past that but um But yeah, um, one of the places we went to, like, she uh, met up with me in this place called Hibia, and we went to this French restaurant called Bouvette, and the whole menu was listed in French, but I could read it because they all were listed in katakana as well. So because I could read katakana, I could actually pronounce the French words properly. That's ironic. Yeah. (laughs) That's layered. Yeah, you you actually have romantic characters. <laughs> the katakana is kind of like her has little curly ends. And <laughs> yeah. So there, um, I ordered what's called the jambon cru, 
which is prosciutto, grana, padano cheese, toast, and eggs. And something I've noticed here in Japan is just how eggs taste so much better here than in America. Cause like eggs for some reason in America, like they taste watery to me. From from the from the store, yes. Yeah. If in the farm, no. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We're, ta- we're talking about grocery store eggs here, right? Possibly. No, no, like, like yeah, eggs as a whole too. Eggs as a whole. Uh, yeah. Also, they travel like as far as like yeah, um, have less travel. You know, it's a smaller country. So I think that might play into it, actually. Yeah, that it doesn't have to be like shipped across state um, or from another country. <laughs> Do, yeah, I don't even know. Do we get like import eggs? Gross. No, uh, I'm pretty sure. I don't. I don't want to know that. Our, our milk is decent. Uh, strong. Yeah. Yeah. But I, uh, and also, uh, Japan's like has a big like mountainous is like eighty percent mountainous. So this. May, yeah, uh, may, right. Maybe more rooms for chickens and shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, near this restaurant, they were also doing like these free movie screenings for the month, and they like they had these chairs, giant bean bags for couples. They had the stairwell seats, and that day they were showing that critically acclaimed Japanese classic movie, Minions Two. Uh-huh. <laughs> and by the so way, deep. they they sure. dubbed the human actors in Japanese. The minions sound exactly the same in in the Japanese dub as the English ones. They just didn't bother to dub the the minions into Japanese. Wait, do they do the minion? Is there? They speak English? Don't they just make noises? No, they I actually mean, I watch the. Okay, like I haven't watched a lot of those. Yeah, the minions actually speak a mixture of uh, English, Portuguese, French, and um, some other language, I think. <laughs> okay. If it's already its own thing, might as well just keep it away. You're not translating anything. Yes. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not supposed to understand anyway, so they literally just cut costs there by like 50%. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> So like after we uh, after we did lunch, we were walking around, and I came across. Um, who here has ever heard of? It's called the Takarazuka Theater. No. Nope. So no, so no. Takarazuka. Unless you describe it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the Takarazuka Theater is a, a very famous theater in Japan where it's all women stage productions. Like, they've done original plays, Broadway musicals, they've done stage productions of Sailor Moon, yeah. Lupin the Third, City Hunter, and it's yeah, all women playing cool. the roles. That's dope. Um, I like that. Do you remember... Oh, I've not heard of that. It's, it's very popular. In fact, like, whenever tickets go on sale, uh, they sell out almost instantly. Like, especially women go to these shows to... To see these performances. Well, yeah, of yeah. course. But like, awesome. In a good way. In a good way. Chicks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Chick fast. Remember, yeah, did, did, did anyone ever watch Over on High School Host Club? There was the oh, episode yeah. of of the rival girls' school, Lobelia. Like, remember, remember, yep. like, remember that episode? Uh, the good old days of anime, of yeah. course. <laughs> yeah, so like Lobelia is a parody of the Takarazuka Theater. That's cool. Huh. 
So after I meet up cool. with my friend, like we, I walk around because she had to go to her job. So I walk around Hibia Park, and there's this very beautiful small outdoor theater where they hold like evening concerts on Wednesdays. A lot smaller than say like the Hat Shell in Boston, but like kind of a very similar setup to it. God, that's like the op- that's like the opposite of where I live. Concert on outdoor concert on a Wednesday, what? <laughs> that's a, a man. That's some action. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Sorry. And I also found in the area there's a place called the Open Air Concert Hall, and that day there was uh, an event being held by the music channel Space Shower TV. And I could overhear, like, these female rappers. And I'm going, this is sounding very familiar. And then they break into a song that I absolutely know. It's a song, Easy Breezy, the opening theme to keep your hands off of Azokin. And I'm like... Oh shit! It's Kelmico. Kelmico. Oh, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that. What? It was actually them. Yeah, it was actually them. No, dude. What? Yeah. And like, I don't know their anime reference stuff, but I've listened to Kelmico. There, that's that's they're amazing, amazing shit. But um, I almost went into the concert until I saw that it was a 7,000 yen price ticket and I didn't know anybody else Ooh. on the roster. Actually, no, not true, not true, not true. Okamoto's was there, but I had already seen oh, okay. them live okay. and I, I and I already knew them at Anime Boston. That's right. I forgot that Okamoto's was there. Yeah. And so... I was walking around some more, and apparently in there too, there is a replica of the Liberty Bell in oh. in, in, in this park. And I'm reading up on it. There, there was like an English language like part of it. It was presented in 1952 by a team of American companies via General Douglas MacArthur as a symbol of friendship and as a reminder that Japan is a free nation. This is seven years after the fucking atomic bombs. Year have our craft fell. (laughs) Whoa, my mind's blown. Mm -hmm. What? Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) We are horrible gifters. I know. I know. Well, we got the we probably got the idea from the French who gave us one of their ladies. Like they yeah. had their own things. Yeah. It's like, well, let's give them our broken bell. Yeah. And Highly they didn't uh, like just kill like a giant proportion of our population. Well, right before they gave us the statue. Well, you do you not know that like Japan is actually cool with the atomic bomb? Actually, I did not. Yeah, so uh, so the only places you'll actually find that are not happy with it are Fukushima and or Fukushima, uh, uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Hiroshima and Nagasaki, but be, especially because so here's the th- here's the history of it, right? We like okay. dumped paper of like just like leaflets like a day before that was like, hey, by the way, we're gonna be bombing this area, but the emperor at the time. So you have to understand that the emperor of Japan was seen as a god. And so, and so the Japanese people worshipped him as if he were a god, and mm-hmm. and so he told the Japanese people, "You do not move 
you do not get caught by the Americans or you have to kill yourself. And so basically they were living under this tyrant who forced them, it was life or death, and, and the Japanese people had no other way. And so, and so when we dropped the bombs, they were, they were well warned that this was going to happen. Uh, and, but they were forced to stay there because of the emperor's rulings. And, um, and then what happened after that was basically it for, the atomic bomb forced the emperor to admit to the Japanese people, look, I'm not a god. I, like, we have to surrender. We're not going to win this war. And the Japanese people were absolutely shattered because now their reality of the emperor as a god has been totally blown away. But it left the rest of the Japanese people and now, now they've met the Americans. Uh, we help them rebuild their communities. Mm -hmm. They realize that they have been released from tyranny. And so they view the bomb in a good light, minus the people that were affected by the nuclear fallout. So that is actually the history of the nuclear bomb and, and how Japan actually sees it as a thing. And then they exploded with technology because of that happening as yeah. well. They weren't yeah. they, they were they were released from that Edo period, like old timey, we can advance thing because now they can advance and, and their technology exploded within what, sixty years to what it is now. So it's so it, it was that's the yeah. that was the positive fallout to it. That's the history of it. And just that just so you know. That's all the no, stuff that I, uh, public school and my state university did not teach me. Wow. Exactly. Yes. exactly. No, no, not at all. So you're welcome. <laughs> but that and, plays into a lot. It's yeah. so deep. Yeah. And that actually leads me to like, um, speaking of the emperor, like while walking around the area, uh, I accidentally stumbled upon the imperial palace. And, oh, wow. Yeah. Very beautiful. Um, and this goes back to the whole wedding aspect. There were a lot of women there taking wedding pictures in their like <laughs> wedding dresses there. Um, and then after that, um, I saw that there was an idol group doing an outdoor video shoot, like right close to the um, to the palace. You know, in with the palace in the background, not not in the wedding dresses. <laughs> And that's where I discovered a really big surprise. Like, this is where, like, it's always good to discover, wander around, because you never know what to expect. And I, I find yes. this, I find this singer, just her, performing with just a mic and a guitar, singing very beautifully her own original stuff. Um, and her name is Chihiro. She just goes by the name Chihiro. And I recorded her performing, and I posted it on Instagram and she wound up liking it, commenting on it and like just started going back and forth, like saying, hey, good luck. I hope you can succeed in music. And I'm going to be definitely keeping uh, keep an eye out on her to see if she makes her way towards stardom because she's very talented okay. yeah which is good because within a year or two you're going to be working for the music industry and then you can be like hey i <laughs> yeah. saw this girl on the street so <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna give you a record deal <laughs> i mean who's, who's to say like maybe i could like i don't even have to work in the industry i can be like like when i'm maybe if i'm doing an interview with one of the bands i could talk to the record executive and be like you know the other day i was wandering around and i found this singer she seemed really good and talented you should look into her mm -hmm. and you know, you, with the way you built your connections you'd be really good at being an agent too 
Who knows? <laughs> yeah, there you go. No. But if you want to, so she actually has her own like music page of this singer, Chihiro. So if you listeners want to check out her stuff, uh, go to tunecore.co.jp slash artist slash Chihiro official. So it's Chihiro and then official at the end. It's not Chihiro official, it's Chihiro official. Chihiro official. Yeah. Nice. So definitely look her up. She's very talented. I I think some good stuff. Support the music. Yeah, support the music. Support independent artists. Yeah, support independent artists. Oh, yes, yes. And then after that, I actually get the urge to reach out to one of my uh, old college friends. Uh, Someone I hadn't seen since, like, 2009. And then out of the blue, she messages me saying that she and her kids just so happen to be in the area that I am in. <laughs> in fact, the video that I shot of Chihiro had a bus driving by and she and her kids were on that very bus. No way. No way. Yes. So yes. do I know you know You actually might, Derek. Uh, her name is Mari. She uh, very um, she she was one of the Japanese tran- uh, transfer students. Maybe you might have met her. Nope. Okay, maybe not. So I met up with her, caught up with her, and I offered to show her and her kids around Ikebukuro sometime uh, because her kids are very much to anime and Pokemon. And in Ikebukuro, they have a Pokemon Center in Sunshine City. I dude, I love the Pokemon centers everywhere. Like, yeah. oh, I love going to the Pokemon centers. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know if Okinawa was. I liked Okinawa, but uh, but the one in Osaka was bigger. I don't know which one I like better. Was, they were both fun though. Yeah, they were very very. Fun. Have you seen the actual Kanto region yet? Um, What's that? The Kanto region. I'm very mm-hmm. close to the Kanto region. I just haven't had a chance to visit it. I'm curious if you can spot like the influences that are in the areas based on the different cities. That could be a possible future. You probably can. Yeah, yeah. probably can. Yes. Go get all eight badges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a weird subtle. This kind of, does kind of has to do with it. Not really, but uh, even manhole covers in different. Um, regions are different and there's one that there's a pokemon i probably in the Kanto region where there's a pokemon manhole cover with like nice art on it it's weird there yeah there are a couple of those in tokyo too a pokemon manhole covers (laughs) yeah Yeah. um one other place i got to visit too uh it's called shimo kitazawa and the reason why i went there nice Oh, it's a mu- music district. Yes, yeah, so it's a music district. I went there for the Stone Free Fest at Club 251. Um, my friends Sushi Mami Ray were playing there. The Jungles, Jenny Oops, Bo Peep, a great uh, upcoming band called oh, Marla. It's like Japan Night in Boston. R. Pretty R. much, B, pretty much. And that, Tyler, that kind of lion Tyler, Tyler, look up Marla. M-A-R-L-A. You have to feature them on your okay. show. Yep, They're very yep, good. Absolutely. It's on the next one, Marla. Sounds yeah. good to me. So sold. Yeah, without yeah. listening. They're, <laughs> you, they're, uh, your, word, your word is bond. Yeah, yes. They're, they're very good. Um, and the reason why for the festival, too, it's not just, it wasn't just a 
a festival showcasing artists under the Stone Free label, but it was also celebrating the 30th anniversary of the opening of Club 251. Oh, wow. Wow. So it was really cool. Wow. That's pretty insane, especially for for Tokyo to have a club for 30 years. That's, that's like 300 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And... The town of Shimokitazawa is a very unique area. Like, you get off the train, there are buildings on the left, buildings on the right, but it's like there's a clear open space right down the middle of Shimokitazawa. It's like you go into an open world video game that's trying to load too much of a town at the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one thing about it also being a good um, music area it's also the curry capital of tokyo so like there are tons of curry places i did not try any curry yet i am going to revisit it sometime soon Mm. and try a couple of curry restaurants love curry i am literally eating chicken vindaloo right now (laughs) (laughs) hell yes it's complete circles complete (laughs) and while walking around Shimokitazawa, I also noticed that there are a lot of posters and like displays for the anime Bochi the Rock. And then I come to find out it's because Shimokitazawa is where Bochi the Rock takes place. And not on top of that, too, there are tons of fashion shops. And there, in, when I went yep. there, there was also an outdoor fashion market happening with a lot of really cool designer and like original, like unique like shirts, jackets, dresses and everything. And it was it was really cool to visit. The concert too was great as well. Um, and out of the blue, um, middle of the show, for some reason, Tyler, have you ever heard of a band called Super Junkie Monkey? Is it, is it Super Funky Monkey or Junkie, junkie Monkey? Super is, Junkie Monkey. Ha, huh, I don't think so. So I remember hearing something like Super Funky Monkey where they shorten it to like Sufoman or something, but that might be a different one. That might I be a different one. I don't think I've heard of Super Yeah, I don't think I've heard of Super Junkie Monkey. So Super Junkie Monkey, they were around in the nineties. They're not around um anymore. Uh-huh. The the front woman passed away back in nineteen ninety nine. But they showed like an old concert of Super Junkie Monkey on, on a screen. Um, they were considered like if you if you watch them, they're kind of like a mixture of Faith No More and Rage Against the Machine, but like all woman Faith No More or all girl like Rage Against the Machine. Old and down. <laughs> and so like and for some reason, in honor and a memory of um, the lead singer Mutsume, there was like a small mosh pit that broke out during like the video screening of this really old super junkie monkey concert out and this is outside no inside right? indoors oh okay okay sweet sweet yeah still the video awesome. yeah it was cool it was a very nice it was a cool concert cool event cool tribute to uh super junkie monkey um and it, you know i do have to bring this up too because like going to japan uh, going to Japanese concerts, there are a lot of pros. Uh, rather, there are a couple of pros I want to bring up when it comes to going to see a show in Japan. One of the first things I want to talk about is the fact that Japan concerts, they start early and they finish early. Hmm. Yeah, uh, in kind of, in, yeah, in general, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I haven't yeah, been to of. a show that hasn't ended no. past like 9.30 p.m. Yeah. Mm, I think that's a little bit of maybe the, just the particular shows, but even in general, they don't go super, super late. I think it ha- it's probably something to do with an ordinance. I mean, there was even that weird thing where there was the dance ban and noise ordinances. I think like shows can't really go till, you know, like 2 a.m. or stuff like that. I've been to some that go a bit past midnight-ish, but nothing like kind of in the, in the States where it's just like, you know. Yeah, it, it's like, oh no, how am I gonna get home? It's over. Yeah, how am I gonna yeah, get home? Yeah. It's 2 a.m., the public transportation oh, is closed. In, in fact, I think that's a good point. I think that might play into it a bit because a lot of people do play and, uh, you know, rely on public transportation. And in Tokyo, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and like the trains end a little bit past midnight. Yeah, past open midnight. Open up around 5 a.m. So that's a very much a party uh, choose or decide should I should I go home or if I stay then I'm here till literally till 5 a.m. which is both I've been on the flip side of both of those <laughs> like too tired uh, or I want to keep going you know type thing it depends right but I think uh, that plays into it too the, definitely public transportation plays into the timing of when the shows end Absolutely. Actually, there's a concert I'm going to in December. It's like it starts at 4 p.m. So it'll be like, oh, I'll get to see a show and then I can just go out to dinner right afterwards. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Sounds good to me. The other the other thing that I'm surprised and this is like a good surprise about Japanese going to a Japanese concert. And I actually want to ask either you, uh, Andrew, or you, John Starr, uh, because you recently went and saw a Beast in Black in concert. Yep. And Beast in Black are actually coming to Japan in May, which I'm going to go to. Just freaking dopest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you what the process is like when it comes to entering a venue. Like, when you went to the Middle East, what did you have to do in order to actually go downstairs into yeah. the venue? Okay. So, well, for, for the Middle East specifically, so the Middle East is a is a tiny restaurant, right? Like they have like a little tiny bar and restaurant. So for the first 15 minutes that we were there, we were waiting. Actually, I'd probably even say a half hour. We were waiting outside in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then they were gracious enough that like an hour before the show started, they let, they let us all go inside. And so there's a line forming in the middle of the restaurant as it's closing. Um, and you know, you're all waiting to go down into the little basement venue. Uh, and then about an hour before the show starts, they let you down into the basement and that's like the perfect time to pick up merchandise while people are filtering in and going to find your spot. So we, you know, you go and find your spot, you wait there for probably about an hour, maybe more, Mm -hmm. uh, before the show actually begins. Uh, and you just wanted to know the, the process of getting into the show, right? That's yes, it. the process that's of actually yeah. getting into the show, what you had to do in order to walk in. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what we got. Ah, so you didn't have to empty out your pockets? You didn't have to, Not like, for the Middle East. No, not for really, the Middle East. Really? Really? Because, like, it's so common right now in America there. You have to, like, 
empty out your pockets, show that you're not, not carrying anything dangerous. And yeah, that's actually, dangerous. now that I think about it, that is really interesting that you, the Mideast does not do that. The MGM did that, though. Yeah, yeah the MGM does that. Ton. Yeah. Hassa Blues did that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. 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 Anime Boston did not. No, well, Anime huh. Boston that has... Was, that has, was pretty nice, yeah. They Anime Boston has the, um, has the, uh, what do you want to call it? The metal detectors. The, see, the naked see-through machines. Yeah, the naked see-through right. machines. <laughs> Which I may or may not have gotten a uh, vape pen through. <laughs> but the... Um, and Anime Boston, yeah, last year I got... Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like we're in the good. <laughs> but like I like every venue I have gone to, it's just I buy a ticket and I just walk in. There's no having to empty out my pockets or anything. Like I'm not having to juggle my wallet and my cell phone and my keys and my Hell money. No. And... Yeah. Not yeah, because it's it's very much uh, you know it is the appeal. It's a much safer country. It's so nice to so just yeah just walk in, walk out. You know, pretty much only pre prerequisite to buying a concert ticket is drink tickets. Yeah. Which is packed onto it, which is kind of cool in uh, for someone who does drink. But if you don't, give your ticket to a friend. But yeah, yeah, no security. It's pretty awesome. Right. Exactly. So yeah, it's nice. It's nice to go to a show knowing that you're going to be safe at the show. Yeah. In general. In general. Yeah. For the most part. Yes. Uh, <laughs> So I think this leads up to finally our um, our main topic for today, because with Japan being such a huge karaoke capital of the world, it's where karaoke was founded. Um, let's talk about our experiences with uh, with karaoke, because like my gosh, I would love to. I love karaoke. <laughs> karaoke is such um, a blast. Big fan too. In fact, so hopefully someday we can all get together and do that. that oh, I'm oh, a big fan too. That would be amazing. That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I've never been to a karaoke experience that didn't involve having to be me being the like the the icebreaker person. You know, like too timid to what? Yeah. Oh, so like, man. I mean, like people That's still. Why. Yeah, they participate, yeah. but like I don't think I've ever been to the one where it's like, no, you go first, and I'll be like, okay. Oh, man. Yeah, no, let, let me yeah, let me show you how different. it's done. That's right. <laughs> yeah. At Johnstar, your bachelor party was at the round one, and we like spent what almost two hours just doing karaoke. I, no, that was no. that was the only time that I've ever been karaoke. Really. Really. Yeah. And yeah. uh, and I and I was the one to kick it off. I I was the one to to be like, oh, okay. I did like good on you. Good on you. No, we no, need, no. We need you, more reviews. You made me sing first because it was oh, my. Oh, did bachelor I make party. you sing first? You oh, made okay. me sing first because it was my bachelor party, and I started with the Mighty Mighty Bostones. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> good one. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I thought I thought like I was it was like all right. This is John's bachelor party. I'm going to sing a song. I can't. I just couldn't remember. You sang some, you sang some, some bangers at that one. I, but, I sang uh, yeah. quite, I sang quite a few times. Yeah, I sang at least four songs at because because we had a ton of people there. But I, I at least sang four of them when we were at that at the bachelor party. Yeah, right on, right on. I remember I just keep going. <laughs> I remember doing um, at that party uh, Iggy Pop's "Lust for Life," and I think, yep. I think I uh, introduced uh, the song as like this is a song about doing drugs, but now it's used to sell cruises. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember that. 
But like that was like your own like who who here like remembers their first like ever karaoke experience? I I do. Um, I was invited. I was geez, probably sixth, seventh grade. A uh, friend had a party, a birthday party, where kind of invited the whole class. And this is a roller skating rink in. Uh, I think Tingsboro, Mass, or Nashville, New Hampshire, Skate 8, something like that. Skate 3, um, Skate 3. Yeah. Skate 3, I, yeah. I and, and uh, you know, did the roller skating thing, and surprisingly, they had, like, uh, reserved the corner, which had a, even a little stage and everything, and lights. It was pretty kind of cool. I feel like no one... Uh, frequented that corner um, and there was karaoke and I really didn't know much about it um, and no one was going up this was you know of course like typical 6th <laughs> 7th grade like everyone's too cool or too nervous too timid um, and then kind of funny enough me and one of my best friends who's still my friend and co-host of my show Jiggy-san uh, were kind of like this is this isn't cutting it, and even though we're both we were both pretty timid people, we're like, you know, we're, you wanna you wanna go up there and sing uh, some bare naked ladies? And he's like, <laughs> really, we're both like, yeah, what? Well, let's do it. Why not? Why why not? And luckily, as this is probably why what sealed the deal of be, being a best friend, just we both like went hard on one week. You know, I think that's the name of the song. (laughs) One week, and like we're jumping around and giving our best, and it was like the one of the best feelings ever. I know. (laughs) And funny enough, after that, didn't really do karaoke for a while. It kind of just because of uh, life things, just kind of pushed back, and then later it just blossomed. Like this is, I understand why even especially in japan it's almost like a ritual it really is a good way of shaking off the the blues of the day it's healthy in a way mm. well, it's just a matter of like people like we need someone like andrew or, or a friend to kind of like coerce and just just like be like you you know we can do this and just well, once you start you you love it and if you think about it, dude, if you really think about it hard, Japan is a shame on our culture. And what a great way to shed all of your shame than to be in a group, a room with a group of people and just not be embarrassed to sing as loud as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, ter- yeah. Sing terribly. It doesn't matter. Everyone, like, just the song that you like and you get to choose, too which song you belt out mm-hmm. it's really i feel like it's a lot of more people should do karaoke because yeah. yeah it's silly and goofy but people are too concerned with uh still have hang-ups about oh i'm not gonna sound good yeah yeah that's not the point man sing ah, sing I, bad <laughs> sing bad loudly i still yeah. i still have a very self-conscious feeling like what i do what i, I do get saying no, because like i want to try to sing good i i because you know who who knows who else is in the at the karaoke place or who else might be in the room with me. Because you know 
you you want to present yourself in a good way. But like, I try my best to be fun. Yeah. Well, you know how you solve that. Yeah. Uh, You know how you solve that, Evan. Mm Mm-hmm. Is is you're the one up front, which means you're the one in control, which means that when you're singing, point at somebody in the audience yep. and force them to be a part of it with you. Yeah. You know, all like, the rock and roll moves, all the rock and roll yeah. moves, yeah. crotch thrust. This is a song for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Either that, or you could just you could just sing a rancid song, and then they'd be like, "Wow, that was so authentic." Yeah, that was wow, <laughs> <it> so terrible. <laughs> Yeah, sounded like yep, sounded like a, someone who smoked a billion cigarettes. So wait, it was. <laughs> um, so do you, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear um, Jonathan and I? Like we uh, we had like small minor karaoke. I don't think we actually ever sang karaoke, but we viewed karaoke a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you want to know Jonathan and I's unique first? And because this this will be funny to you too, our unique first karaoke experience. Yeah, we were we lived in Florida at the time. And we were at a comic book shop, which had a speakeasy in the back, which we called the Geek Easy. They were having a party. And every single original cast member, every single original cast member of the Wicked Anime crew sang Boston's More Than a Feeling. We're talking about Sean, Glitch, Dylan, me, Jonathan, all on stage singing Boston's More Than a Feeling. Yeah. That was that was a good time. <laughs> that was that was the for and 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 that talk about like an icebreaker when you're you're with the nerdy show guys like all the nerdy show guys are there and you're just like oh wicked anime like the wicked anime crew is gonna go up and sing Boston's more than a feeling on stage right like it was oh, just yeah. we we just had such a blast so that was like a core memory of of like the main mm-hmm. original wicked anime podcast but crew. you also That's have to one. you also have to include. Too though, there's there's a kicker to that though, where we decided to end the the fade out part of the song with a sentai pose, and we all stood there, but we hit it like like 18 measures too early, so we're just sitting there in a sentai pose, waiting for the song to end, and it's not ending. So we're just standing there, it like holding the pose, and it's just like keep going. Dun, 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 dun. I was just like, when's it gonna stop? Amazing, amazing. <laughs> um, I, thank you for also doing that song and not the what everyone else does, which is like either Bohemian Rhapsody or Piano Man. Yeah, well, I mean, we were Boston uh, based. Yeah. Or, we, were, we were Boston uh, based, and we had to do Boston songs. Bon Jovi. Yes. Yeah. Bon Jovi. Oh, the one yeah, that I can't stand. On a prayer. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't stand. Don't stop believing anymore because of. That. I know. Like me neither. Me neither. That's a. Uh, which is a shame because a, that song is actually amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that song is actually amazing, but yeah, it's been overdone. It is. If you play a song a bajillion times, it's going to lose its meaning. Yep. Okay. So at first, I was about to talk about how me and my old coworkers always used to go out like every single Sunday and do this. It was either karaoke night or we'd go to free pool night, and free pool was written on a chalkboard outside, and we just always erase the L on our way in and be like, "Ha free pool." <laughs> I think I'll play pool all night. But um, thank you, Tyler, for mentioning Skate Three and Tingsboro because that just <laughs> oh, yeah. memory of mine. Because uh, you're was... welcome or sorry. <laughs> no, karaoke related. Because here we go. Back when I was like ten to twelve, went to some um, tournament up in New Hampshire for like four days, and one night we had a um, DJ 
or like a karaoke night or DJ slash karaoke thing that was going on. I don't know. It was like the uncle of someone who used to be on the team. No one had any idea. Sounds about right. And all of a sudden, he had all of the hockey team sing Because I Got High by Afro Man. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. The kids were like, this is funny. I'm looking back. I knew exactly how pissed all of the parents were, and they basically kicked out after that song. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I totally forgot that all happened, but that was probably my first (laughs) carry. Experience was like as an 11 year old singing because I got high. The DJ did. Oh man. Yeah. My first, uh, my first experience actually, I was eight years old, and this there was this Chinese buffet restaurant that my friend decided to hold his birthday at, and Everybody, Red. yeah, this was on the Linway. I forget the name of it. And it was my first time seeing people just going up to this funny looking box, typing something in, and just proceed to start, you know, singing the song and doing the lyrics and everything. Of course, uh, most of the uh, <laughs> half of the kids who were at this birthday party just did the happy birthday song, which. Yeah. Maybe that's how I grew my distaste and hatred towards the song because everybody was doing the happy birthday song. Wait, the karaoke, the birthday song? That's such a that's weak. It is yeah. weak. <laughs> that's so bad. It is. Everyone oh my god. I've seen it happen. It's always cringe, but yes. it always happens. That's super cringe. It's like remember There's always the drunk friend who goes up and goes, It's my friend's birthday. Put this on <laughs> <laughs> At least do the what is it Stevie Stevie Wonder song? It's a happy birthday. There's a better version, or yeah. the, or the Beatles version. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. or the Marilyn Monroe version. <laughs> True. True. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 president. <laughs> my feelings regarding the Happy Birthday song could be summed up in that episode of Regular Show where they have to come up with the new birthday song. And they show the um, <laughs> they show the commercial of them saying, "Hey, we're gonna do a birthday song contest," and like they first show a group of people singing the happy birthday song, and then just there's one guy in the background who just starts screaming and starts smashing things, and it's like that's <laughs> how I feel every time I hear the happy birthday song. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um. My favorite karaoke experience. So this was at a Paxi's after party at Hard Rock Cafe Live. And they brought a live band to do like a live band karaoke setup. And unbeknownst to me, unbeknownst to me at the time, before I walked up on the stage, Frank Turner was a mystery guest at this show and was about to perform like a full set at this at this concert. So I get up on stage and then right before I go on stage, that's when I find out that Frank Turner is about to is gonna be coming on right after I'm about to perform. So I do the song. Uh, I think that's where your karaoke fear kind of came in. 
That's why no. I'm still a bit reserved. No, 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 no. The opposite. The opposite. Okay. Okay. Good. You're pumped. Yeah, I'm pumped. Like, oh my god, <laughs> I get to technically open for Frank Turner. True, true. You you technically did, dude. So <laughs> literally. So I <laughs> I think I chose the perfect song, which was Blister in the Sun by the Violet Femmes. Yeah. Um, and I get I get the crowd clapping along, and I'm of up course. on the stage ah, dancing. Crowd. The band's playing, yes. and it's like ah. I feel like a genuine rock star right now. Ah, that's amazing! And like right after I finish the song, everyone's cheering, yeah, yeah, and I just go stick around for Frank. He's awesome, and I just leave the stage. Yes, nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. Amazing. Yeah. So that's pro- that's like my favorite karaoke experience, because right on. It was All right. so cool. Also, we we got we got to give some context into the difference if you want to get into it. Difference between uh, karaoke in the states and in Japan. Yes, because in the states, it pretty it, you can boil it down. It's uh, in the states, basically, it's in front of the whole bar. Yeah, it's pretty public. Um, so you. Yeah. So you're very, very public. You only get, to, depending how crowded it is, maybe you get to sing like one or two songs, uh, which kind of sucks. But some people, I have a friend who that's his jam. He loves the audience. But then there's a more kind of Japanese style where you rent a little room of various sizes, depending on your party size. And so you can, you can just crank out songs and there's always... Still to this day, a phone, you, in most places, a phone <laughs> yeah. on the wall yeah. where you just like pick it up and it rings the front desk and be like, I want more beer or chicken wings, <laughs> you know, just like <laughs> order up stuff and you don't even have to move. They bring it to you. It's amazing. Uh, so there, there is that difference. I've kind of gone on some hunts in the States to find like a booth karaoke it is very it's very slim and none especially in boston i thought there's like a couple like asian run joints and the song selections are pretty slim small. <laughs> uh, yeah pretty invisible um uh, but uh if you're okay it depends it depends every the people have different uh vibes of how they like to i kind of like both uh, i do love the the booth one a little bit because you can just like have your crew it's you set your own amazing vibe and you can just like sing songs and you can even like keep if your time runs out you order by like an hour or two you can extend it and it's i don't know it's pretty tight so it's yeah. it's different there's nothing like getting the crowd on your side though that yeah. is yeah exactly that's why i like both because there's something to uh really get getting people going and i like evan here's like a little taste of being a rock star kind of yeah yeah type thing and it's just fun it's amazing yeah <laughs> i don't know both are both are great oh yeah i i love i love the um the idea that you and your friends just go and have a good time together you know yes that's the point yeah. it should be the point <laughs> if you're not it's you're doing not doing it right Hmm. I totally agree with the crowd thing, though. By the way, I'm on that side. I the yeah. studio thing seems like 
I mean, the American equivalent of that would be like getting a at-home karaoke machine, and you can invite whoever you want over, and that would be like the the karaoke studio. But yeah, uh, how, you yeah, kind of don't many, really need that time? anymore, though, because like you could go onto YouTube and find karaoke versions of songs, no problem. Yes, yeah, that's what yeah, I've done Eric. for a few friends' parties where I DJ'd and just like yeah, just do that. Eric, how many how many times now have you sung uh, ballroom blitz in public? At this oh, point. it's gotta be at least ten, man. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'd say I love the crowd aspect too because. A, I was wondering where Evan got the idea to sing uh, Blister in the Sun when he used to record me in one of my old bands playing that at our shows. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Being in a band was great, and the biggest rush I got was in the last band that I played with was because I was um, <clears throat> dating the singer, and we broke up, and we still had a show afterwards. So um, yeah, the last um... band, I sang all of the songs, and... <laughs> and played the bass at the same time actually pulled it off biggest rush of my life and like mm-hmm. the point that one of the members of one of the other bands who i had no idea who he was literally jumped up on the stage and was like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the feeling or that's True. what i look for when i go to like a karaoke yeah because so it's more it's more unpredictable it's it's and more uh, I don't know, more wild, I guess. <laughs> Although I've so, been in some blue wild mm-hmm. stuff, but so Evan, I know that you kind of have an a, a itinerary with this with this karaoke question, but I know one of them, seeing that I just kind of asked Derek it, was what are what's it? Were you going to ask what everybody's uh, staple playlists are? Oh yeah, yeah, my staple Ooh. playlist. And one of the things that I love about Japan is that <laughs> yeah. there are songs, that, English songs, that you will not find at like American karaoke places. Yeah, yeah, I still yes, haven't yeah, had any. Yeah. I still haven't had any yeah. luck with that, though. <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, so there's like, some sort of like main main uh, subscription. There's a I don't know how to just describe it, but like a subscription karaoke thing. The like main. Uh, uh, there's a whole job around it where people make you know covers of it, but uh, um, very much. Uh, there, yeah, there's way more. There's way more um, songs overseas because it's more legit, and all the uh, le- the legal things have been cleared. And there's mm-hmm. usually in in a lot of bars, there's a specific system, almost how do I describe it? Kind of like a software system, a little touchpad type thing that is one system of karaoke songs. Like I feel right. like uh, yeah. you have to pay royalties to some sort of uh system and in japan they have that but over here they, we don't really so yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like individual West. yeah yeah kind of like we we franchise out um we franchise karaoke they corporate uh, yeah or make a corporation of karaoke there we go there we go i'm so i'm such a bumbling fool with my language you've nailed it thank you <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, because of that, I'm able to choose songs that I wouldn't be able to do in America. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. It's it's so good. It's so good. So like for like Japanese songs, I love doing uh, "Linda Linda" by the Blue Hearts, um, of course, which is a classic. Um, I like doing one of my favorite anime openings, which is the song "And Not to Magic" by Monobright, which is the Gintama theme song, one of the Gintama theme songs. 
And I also love doing the pillows. Like I've done um, Kono Yono Hatsimade. I've done Ooh. Hybrid Rainbow. Um, nice. And I've done, oh, there's one other one I did by the pillows. I think I can. I've done those three songs by the pillows. Awesome. But what I also like too is that a lot of these karaoke places have they have Tom Waits. And not just like <laughs> not just not just Tom Waits, but like his first album, Tom Waits. Mm-hmm. His closing songs from his closing time debut record. So like I'm able to do songs like Old 55, Martha, Grapefruit Moon. And, like, it's so cool to be able to do these songs because not a lot of people know about that era of Tom Waits. Mm. They only know, like, the Carnival Barker era of Tom Waits. Like, that <laughs> that era. Like, remember when we did, um, when we had John Starr's uh, bachelor party, I did Tom Waits going out west. And, like, yep. I, I still don't yep. know how I, how I did not fuck up my voice after doing that. Because I, I, know, I was doing it a voice like this. Yeah, everybody there was just like, wow, he's actually doing it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you gotta. <laughs> he went full weights. Yeah, I yeah, went oh, full yeah, weights. Dude, also, now, that, I would too. That's another, would too. that's another question. Do you guys, uh, depending on the song you sing, do you try to, like match the voice tone or just kind of play it, it safe. Yeah, it yeah. really depends. It really does. Like, I, I go um, full on. Very, uh, I've got one on my list that I definitely do that with. Yeah. Cause, cause which, I use, which one? Oh yeah. Right. Oh, do we want to get into my list now or? Oh, just the one yeah. or the list. Oh, mother by Danzig. Okay. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. great. Of course. Of course. Yeah. You gotta go, mother. Mother. Great. Great no, I, um, I, uh, uh, be having, I, I used to be the singer of the band that we were in, and, and both, both Jonathan and I enjoy singing. Like, we, Jonathan and I both casually hey. enjoy singing when it comes to Selfie. doing this. Uh, so, so sometimes it's difficult for me to, I, I don't want to mimic the singer because I want to use my singing voice, but sometimes yeah, I get, okay, oh, I get it, I get it. Um, no, sometimes depending sense. on the um, sometimes depending on the arrangement of the song, you just have to use what they. Yes, yeah, you they, have to. Yeah, <laughs> make some compromises. <laughs> yeah, um, I yeah, but it because because there's no way I'm I'm singing like Andrew WK when I sing an Andrew WK song. True. We try. I have to arrange it the way that I ha- yeah. I can to make that song work. <laughs> I have I've been uh, blessed to sing a couple of Andrew WK songs in in yeah. Japan. They well, are my... there's a hand, good handful on in there. It's awesome. They love him. Yeah. See, that's my okay. um. They should. That, so that's part. That's part of my my list, right? Like I, when I when I get in to a booth. I I, ba- I basically am always the opener, like I'm always the icebreaker when it comes to karaoke because like I'm the True. I'm the one who has the least amount of shame amongst everybody, and uh, yeah. and I know that nobody's gonna do it unless I start doing it first, yeah. and so my except if I was there, yeah. So I yeah exactly. So I always open up with party hard, like it's just you just oh yes because yes, 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 yes. then because oh, there's there's because yes. there's parts in the song where you can get everybody else to sing too you know like yeah super you know, easy. Uh, we don't want right. zeros and everybody says no and then let's get a party yeah. going let, and it, then it's time to party hard party hard everybody sings party hard yeah then. so you, every you get everybody party hard yeah. yeah 
I tried that in a bar. No one was singing it too. Was <laughs> Everybody was already partied down. Yeah. Have, have any of you ever like forgotten? Yeah. Have, have any of you ever like done a song at karaoke and like right when you're supposed to hit the high notes, you realize, oh no, I can't do this. But it's yeah. way yes. too hard. All, all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. I, I'm Every trying time. to sing the. I've tried to sing Bjork songs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I like love a good power, challenge. I mean, I, I love power metal, right? Like I'm a I'm a metalhead, and, and so one I can't do the I can't do the growl. I can't, yeah, I can't do the rough voice, and I can hit some of the high notes when it comes to power metal. Okay. Especially, I've been practicing okay. I've been practicing a lot since I started listening to power metal, so I've been trying to hit those right. notes. But um, it's 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 the thinking on your feet. Of of whether you're using your to, your top head uh, singing voice and your yeah. diaphragm singing yeah. voice, and yeah. then yeah. using your throat, yeah. and and a lot of people who do karaoke just use their throat, right? You know, because they yeah. don't. Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 when you basically when you get put on the spot, you for you all you forget how to use your diaphragm and your top voice. So, <laughs> or most most people, yeah, most people don't even know about that. Those that's because uh, you have you're a singer uh, so you know <laughs> yeah like you, you yeah, I, and, but, the, but, the, but the problem is is i forget i i just i every time i've done karaoke i've just i've just ended up using my throat and it's just the worst i, I can't hit any of the high True. notes yeah and, <laughs> I it's, very, put on this, it's very yeah it's very involved spot. you're also trying to remember the lyrics and yeah. you know <laughs> now here's the here's best another part question. in the moment Here's another question that kind of feeds into Evan's question, which he's, he said, have you ever forgotten what a note was and then you can't hit the note? Mine is, have you ever gotten to a part of the song and like you get to the bridge of the song and you're like, I don't remember what this is. Like, I don't remember how to oh, sing yeah. this. Like, I don't remember Here's what the, the pantameter is. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if this happens with the American karaoke, but in Japan, for the song uh, Once in a Lifetime by Talking Heads... Mm. It doesn't tell you when you should be doing the speech parts. Right. Like, it just shows you the letters. <laughs> and, like, you, you, it's not telling you, like, follow the bouncing ball part. It just shows up. And then all of a sudden, you're like, okay, when's it start? When's it start? And then you realize you're 30 seconds in. And it's like, oh, I should have started, like, way back then. Because then all of a sudden, it, all of a sudden, it goes to the, and the days go by. <laughs> it's like, what? Well, <laughs> and and then um, and you ask yourself, how did you get here? Yes. <laughs> uh, that that happened to me. Uh, that happened to me when I was singing "Land of Confusion" in Japan. Um, mm-hmm. I oh, like I was singing "Land of Confusion," the uh, uh, Phil Collins version, not Disturbed's version. Uh, just just in case you were wondering. Um, Fair enough. And I was. And I hit I hit the bridge, <laughs> which is you know the I remember long ago. When the stars like that that part, and I was like, I have no idea what this is. I don't remember this part of the song like at all. Does Phil Collins actually sing this? So so I basically like <laughs> like talk fumbled my way through it. <laughs> it was just what you do. do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fun. It's as long as everybody's great, having a yeah. good time. Right. Oh yeah. So and you stepped up to the plate. That's like really the big part of it. It's like just give it a shot. Like no one's. Yeah. This should be a judgment-free, safe space kind of type thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's All the right. point. All right, Jonathan, go ahead. Oh no, no. I was just gonna say like I'm, I like I'm almost ready for like lists, but 
like the conversation's still good. So, so one one other song, but before we do do that, one other song that I do very well. Uh, Go with the flow by Queens of the Stone Age. Like that tends to be like that's my good, really good warm up song because I what, like that. You that, that helps to stretch out. Yeah, <laughs> not not that Queens of the Stone Age. I how I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> rock band that was actually on the original Rock Band game. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I, that's something. That's something that I should mention is that um, I do have all of Rock Band stuff. I have all the Guitar Hero stuff. I have all that but specifically in rock band i've made every member of the wicked anime crew so like there's <laughs> there's i have on my xbox 360 just a whole wicked anime uh cast member band <laughs> for when we play rock band and we that's all look awesome. pretty good we are I all very distinguished much. so <laughs> i love that so much that's <laughs> so cute i love it right. <laughs> all right so yeah let's hear more lists okay right, i'll go I'll, I, oh, oh yeah you go so mine mine's pretty pretty simple um but i uh like usually there isn't a lot of good ska to do and uh so i usually stick to my um uh new new wave uh 80s stuff so like i and evan had you had already mentioned like talking heads and i do a lot of talking heads whenever i karaoke uh, just because, you know, it's fun to be David Byrne every once in a while. Um, and <laughs> giant uh, soup jet. Yeah. Um, but one that I like, I've always totally missed out on nowadays. And I hope I get to karaoke again soon so I can do a little Oingo Boingo. Um, <laughs> that like, because that would be a lot of fun to do some Dead Man's Party. You know, like, I think that's just a, a good bop. And um, I don't I don't get often the the opportunity to do metal because like i think that i also would do like you know power metal stuff which just isn't in america and i haven't had the opportunity to do karaoke outside of america yeah but that that's like that's a dream of mine i'm surprised like and like karaoke places in japan they'll have like selections for battle beast and like they'll have corporal clawney selections i'm like yeah but I'm, no I'm sabaton. No sabaton yet. No sabaton. <laughs> no sabaton. Yeah. Um, I always look though. It never stops me from looking. So I do a lot of. I, I don't do a lot of modern stuff. I, uh, you know, I, I like to do. I, I like to do that stuff. The, basically, the era of music where the singers didn't care about how they sounded, which like how I, I kind of get through and saying like, yeah, I did that pretty well. It's like, well, you played, you know, <laughs> like, have you, have you heard, you know, rancid? Oh, I know we already made that joke earlier, so I can't really, I recycled that one. I'm sorry. That's no, okay. Uh, the cars though, like, you know, <laughs> True, yeah, yeah, not, so not like the greatest yeah. and like, and like at least no matter what i'm always prettier than any member of the cars but uh (laughs) (laughs) but they were rich and famous so like what was that don't talk about rick like that come on oh what (laughs) he even he would know that he's not a looker Waka waka. That's all pretty much I got. Alright. I'll uh Alright, so I'll go uh I'll go with my list next then. So I always open up with Party Hard from Andrew WK, as I mentioned. Uh and then and then I 
I always, for some reason, I always, because I, I can always confidently know that this is going to be on a karaoke machine without much um, searching, is Elton John. So I, I, I always, I always hit up an Elton John song. Hey, Jonathan, you're, you're echoing. I am. It's weird. Um, so I always hit up an Elton John song. And then uh, the next one is Rainbow Connection. I always sing the Rainbow Connection. Awesome. Uh, which I which I love. Uh, do you do a, do you do it in normal voice or do you do the song? Okay. We'll yeah. find it, the rainbow no. connection. So um, Todd Smith of uh, Dog Fashion Disco, uh, or I should say, wrist to uh, raise, razor to wrist records, mm-hmm. or wrist to razor records, whatever order that is. He did a perfect cover of Rainbow Connection. Uh, in his, when he did it in his band uh, El Creepo. If you listen to El Creepo's version of Rainbow Connection, the best arrangement of Rainbow Connection, best cover you can possibly get of Rainbow Connection. So I kind of sing it like he does because it's much easier on my voice than Kermit the Frog. <laughs> um, uh, then Genesis, I love I love Phil Collins, man. Like Phil Collins is my right favorite. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... I always so when I I know I can't find it in the United States, but whenever I'm in Japan, I have a list of bands that I always look up, <laughs> and which includes things like Sabaton, Twilight Force, Freedom Call, uh, Ghost, Aquabats, System of a Down, Rob Zombie, uh, which I I did sing Rob Zombie at Jonathan's uh, bachelor party, yeah. uh, which was fun. Did uh, you, what, what did you sing? I'm pretty sure I sang. Dragula, no, no, uh, Super Beast. I, I sang Super Beast at your at your party. I don't remember that one. I remember yeah. Rainbow Connection. I don't. It, dude, it was hard singing Rob Zombie. See, that's another one where you cannot sing in Rob Zombie. You just say yeah, yeah, motherfucker. Super Beast. So. Uh, so the the ones that I really know that I can find, or the one that I was surprised to find was I found Rhapsody of Fire when I was in Japan. Oh, so there's a, so, so there's a video out there of me singing. Like I, I actually had my buddy record me sing. Um, what what was it? It's not the Emerald Sword. The uh, Thunder Sword. Yeah, 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 the, uh, the the Thunder Sword. So I sang I sang Thunder Sword. Uh, and and so I have a video of that somewhere of, of me in Japan singing that with all my friends and they're all they're all slapping their knees like a double bass pedal uh, in in the room so it was it was a good time. That was uh, like, that was, yeah. it, it was holy thunder force. Holy thunder force. That's what it is. Yeah. And then um and then when I go back to Japan because I know that they might actually they might have Dead Kennedys here. I would love to sing a lot of like classic punk rock. You know like things like the yeah. Misfits and Dead yeah. Kennedys. Yeah. And nice. I would I would love to go find them because because the Dead Kennedys yep. have some really fun songs. Uh huh. So you did you know, bring up. Need to worry about how you sound. Yeah. Yeah. Again. You, yeah. you brought up Elton John. Uh, so with yep. Elton John, uh, a few weeks ago I was meeting up with my friend uh, Zach Gunno, uh, who does PR work for like a lot of Sudagoichi's games, like No More Heroes and mm, sure, uh, yeah. Sounds of the Dance. And we went, um, he and his friend, uh, Catty, like we all went out and did karaoke. And I just get the urge to do Crocodile Chop. Yeah. Which is where, which for those who know, it's where you take Elton John's Crocodile Rock, but do it 
with the lyrics of Chop Suey by System of a Down. <laughs> it's and so I, good. It is so good. I do this. And and Zach's friend, Kate Caddy, during the whole time, she's just staring at me, just going, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. Because it just works so well. <laughs> do you um do you remember the time the first time that you did that? It was at uh another anime con in uh new hampshire yes and we were all we we spent like an hour in the game room just doing songs Mm -hmm. on uh on on rock band and you sang that and you put such a fire in the kids with heavy autism like they didn't know what to do oh my god dude dude remember there was that one girl that was trying to sing with us and she was pissed off at me that I wasn't so doing the right lyrics. <laughs> so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had such memory to that. <laughs> it's like, wow, I it's like yeah, 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 that. you like, you like, that yeah, like all of that, wasn't it? Yep. No, yeah, was it? That was the year no you met way. Derek. Yes, that was the time you met Derek. Holy cow. You're, like, you're oh. right. It was like, you're like I freaked out all the other autistic kids there because I did this. <laughs> and I'm like, well, other autistic kids, you got to learn how to have fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right, Derek, what's what's your mainstays? All right. Well, you already spoiled Ballroom Blitz for me. Yep. Uh, not, not usually my opener, though, because that's, uh, that's a lot. So you get a warm up. So. Usually, um, <laughs> I, I start with what I got by Sublime. That's so a fun, chill one that I can do. Oh, yeah, 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 true. Um, love Violent Femmes, but if I go for a Violent Femmes song, I do Add It Up. <laughs> mm, nice. I don't know that day one. After day, I will run. Throw back to uh, Tony Hawk Underground for that one. That's what okay. introduced me to Violent Femmes. <laughs> um,. I'm just a girl by no doubt. That's oh, a yeah. fun ironic mm-hmm. one. Yep. Uh, I already <laughs> said Mother by Danzig. Um and if we go ska, my go to is always She Has a Girlfriend Now by Real Big Fish. That is a good song. That's that oh, song's that's fun. true. I don't think I've ever looked up Real Big Fish as far as on karaoke. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. Also- this is why. I need to karaoke with y'all because yeah, we I need know. to put our minds together and put yeah. like a data sheet. No, in. no, dude, no joke. I have a list on my phone of all the <laughs> bands that I would I love to look up at karaoke, and I I've been updating it as we've been talking. Yeah, um, yes, I, I, I've, I've been writing it down the entire time. I've I've got like well, I'm just like selecting from a couple of them. Might but, I just um, say? Just a real quick aside, because you did, said I'm just a girl. Um, I had a friend in college, a uh, roommate of like one of the guys who I did game design with, and uh, his name was Chris. He was this uh, tall, big old black guy, and boy, if he could not belt out some wonderful pipes to Blondie's Heart of Glass, it was the most beautiful thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> just, just up there, let's see this big, tall dude get up to the front of the room, and then... <laughs> Again. Like oh man, it was so good. It's like the voice that comes out of, uh, out of this guy. He hit all the high notes. So good. Mm. Well, my last one, just to have a curveball in there, which I have actually done before. Um, I'm the only one by Melissa Etheridge. 
Ah, yeah, nice. Mm. Very nice. Mm. There's so many songs that are just so fun to sing, man. (laughs) There's so many. And you forget, and you forget, like, really, most of them. (laughs) Oh, you forget, yeah, as soon as I leave karaoke, I'm... Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm automatically disappointed. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, if you want to have fun, try this one sometime. Pick an ACDC song, sing it one octave down in a country twang. (laughs) 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 I uh, I I heard. Back in black. <laughs> <laughs> I heard an AI machine the other day make Johnny Cash sing uh, I'll Write Your Name by Taylor Swift. It was wonderful. It was oh, wonderful. those AI songs are, those are mashup songs are insane. Absolutely nuts. So <laughs> <laughs> but Yeah, those are some very good lists. Um, uh, that's that's something you brought up of, about feeling disappointed after, when karaoke is over because I always dread when I'm when I'm at the karaoke place in Japan the phone call ringing that that phone call warning yeah. that you only <laughs> yeah. have five minutes uh, left. Buzz, the buzzkill patrol. You can extend it, you know, but it's depending on it how costs much more. It costs more money. Yeah, it costs yeah, more exactly. to extend. Yeah. Like, oh gosh, jeez! I guess the fun here is over. You're <laughs> 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 not disappointed when it's over, though, because you get that one person that goes up on stage, where you like you and your friends look at each other and we go, "Okay, it's time to leave. We're done now." Yeah, that's like when I was in a. Jeez, this is a local stuff, but like a a golf ball, bo- golf ball, gar- <laughs> golf bar in this is in Massachusetts, and it's called Chip Shots, and it's a open bar type uh, karaoke thing. And someone put on Chocolate Salty Balls by Chef of South Park. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> couldn't couldn't even. Uh, it was the worst. The worst karaoke attempt i've ever heard couldn't even just like <laughs> no, it was no, nothing how do you fuck like, up isaac like, hayes you just seriously you just bring, you just bring down I the know. voice like this hello there children say everybody what you're saying my balls and big uh, assaulting and brown that's, that's and all you gotta do tone, but yeah mm-hmm. like, yeah time to go time to go <laughs> <laughs> this is a bummer <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, that is our karaoke talk. And I guess we finish it off once again with the quack quiz. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> Andrew and I did so bad last week. <laughs> yeah. Again, big shout out to Derek here for coming up with this idea. So I have four questions here. You guys will try to figure out the answer to them. Right. Your best. Destroyed. Yeah. My first time participating because my battery died last time. Yes. That's right. It it was <laughs> awful. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's the first question. So I mentioned my friend who goes to a voice acting school run by Jun Fukuyama. Yeah. What the fuck was that? Oops. <laughs> Oops. Thought I, was, I thought that was a drum roll. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. My, my friend goes to a voice acting school run by Jun Fukuyama. 
who has played such roles as Koro-sensei in Assassination Classroom um, and Kraft Lawrence in Spice and Wolf. Who does he play in the video game and anime adaptation of Persona 5? Oh, I was hoping that's a Derek question. question. <laughs> Not a question for me. Okay. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> you see, I know the age of consent, so I do not play Persona. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's where I come in. <laughs> there you go. Found it. Found it, everybody. Found but Derek, but Derek can answer this question. I think. I've got a guess. Is it Dr. Makoto? Nope. Is it Joker? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that. You're right. It's the Joker. You're kidding me. Red Amamiya. It's the only. It's the only character I know from the entire <laughs> series. Wait, wait, the one who has the least amount of speaking lines in the whole freaking game? <laughs> yeah, but he has more speaking lines in the anime adaptation. Oh, well, okay, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, he is Joker. Alright, question two. I mentioned Kelmico, who did the opening yeah. theme to Keep Your Hands Off Azoken, which was directed by Masaki Yuasa. This season, Yuasa directed the opening credit sequence for one of the most popular Shonen Jump anime series. Which anime is it? Spy Family. Correct. Um, oh. <laughs> Somebody take the board away. Somebody take the board away. Good, that was going to be wrong. You cannot. You can never take the vote away from me. Yeah, no, uh, it's, it's, I, I, I nailed that one. I you're it. doing I better. You're doing much better with this. <laughs> yeah, much one. better than the last time. That's for sure. All right. So I mentioned uh, Shimo Kitazawa and Bochi the Rock takes place in Shimo Kitazawa. The main characters of Bochi the Rock are all named after members of which band? Oh, come on. On. Yeah. Uh, that's an that's an Evan question. Yeah. So uh, actually, Ty- Tyler, we have Tyler to back us up now because he can. Answer my only, question. my only guess is, and this is just an obvious shoot in the dark, is either Bump of Chicken or uh, Asian Kung Fu Generation. That's all I got. You are actually right, Tyler. It's Asian Kung Fu Generation. <laughs> no. Uh, uh. <laughs> Yo. See, all right, we got this. Is good. See, now we, we got a good teammate. Last time it was just me and Jonathan, so we were screwed. Now we got Derek and Tyler to pick up the slack on the other ends. It's yes. like when you invite <laughs> that one friend for the just the sports questions to trivia night. To trivia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Here's the final question. Although sing-alongs have been around for a very long time, karaoke itself wasn't brought to life until the 20th century. Without going under or over three, what year was the first karaoke machine invented? Oh, oh man, that's a um, good question. Oh, I'm just I'm gonna take a stab in the dark and say uh, 1965. That's that's the number that I was gonna say. So I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna bump it up. Uh, just just I'm gonna say a number so that like one of us could probably be correct. Uh, I'm gonna say 1966. You said three years. Yeah. So you want to do eight? Yeah. So 1968. I'll say 1968. Derek, you say a number now. Um, 69, obviously. <laughs> bump, bump it up three. Bump it up three years because I said 1968. 
so we can at least get the range. Tyler can do that. Okay. There's also there's a little debate between who and when it was invented. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna go over seventy two. Okay. The earliest. So everybody but Tyler was close to to the answer. You you technically get that right because you were all under over three. And the year was 1967. Shigeichi uh, Nagishi invented what was known as the Sparko Box, which was the very first karaoke machine. Lyrics were printed on sheets, and <laughs> you had to read off the sheets in order to sing the song. That's like singing a hymn at church. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, the Church of Music. That's it, my wait, Church is the first karaoke. So <laughs> <laughs> reading hieroglyphs songs. True, but I feel like there is some ambiguity, ambiguity in like what what defines the official karaoke. You know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Smoke machine. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's when it was actually activated. Like, <laughs> but in fact, there's another uh, like old, old, kind of a crazy scientist. This guy called Doctor Nakamats in Japan who claims to have invented the karaoke machine, but I don't know. He has a gold toilet, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Dr. Nakamat Dr. Nakamats, look him up. But I believe it's Negishi who, who brought it to life and he didn't patent it because he wanted more people to enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, what a loser. Yeah. I don't know about capitalism. Yeah. Those nice people. Sharing <laughs> the love. But good job. Four <laughs> out of four. You guys actually did a good yeah. job. Now, uh, yeah, right. Wow, that's that's incredible. I didn't yeah. expect that. I was yeah. still hard too, by the way. Me either. Me either. I, I, I can't believe I didn't that right by locking in sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yes. Woo, sixty nine. Not <laughs> not nineteen sixty nine, by the way. Sixty nine. Yeah. Nine four twenty six six six. All right. So that wraps up this episode of Duckamuck in Japan. Thank you, Tyler, for coming on to today's episode. Oh, thank you for talking my buns off. Sorry to interrupt you all. This is just too much fun. I get I get too excited because you guys are so much fun to talk with. Oh, I'm so thank glad you. we are. Yes. Uh, You're fun to talk with, Tyler. That's the real. That's the real treat. Awesome. Is we were oh, like, oh, Tyler's here, yeah. man. Oh, fuck, man. You get uh, you got me. Yeah, my right. heart. <laughs> yep. No, nope. and I'm not even. And I'm not even lying. It's not even a. It's a, that's not even a bit. It, it's great having Tyler here. It really is. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. Yeah. Do it again soon. Absolutely. Yeah. So, for our listeners, always check out b3crew.com for our recent reviews and podcast episodes. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and soon on Twitch at KingBabyDuckESH. I finally found a PlayStation 5 camera, so I'll probably start streaming pretty soon uh, using that. Probably doing some playthroughs of uh, Shantae, Half Genie Hero, and some of the Yakuza games. Nice. Cool. And Tyler, since you're a guest here, please plug away. 
True, as uh, I've been a guest on your show and you've been a guest on mine. Uh, AbstractJapan.com is where you can find all of the things. Uh, pretty much just play music, talk about whatever, like like I have been in this podcast, very laid back and ranty in the not rant sense, just kind of like going on tangents and stuff. <laughs> and usually bring on my best friend, Jiggy-san, whoever I can reach at my grasp. Like, oh, there's some sort of connection to uh, this theme or Japan or whatever. Come on, let's hang out. It's pretty much a party. So uh, it's a blessing to be on here and uh, check out old episodes of No Borders, No Race. I'm plugging your old shit. (laughs) (laughs) One day it'll come back, one day. But for now, I'm just really enjoying just being a fan of the music scene. I actually, I kind of like that because you're not worried about making content. You're not like thinking about, uh, oh, I should put this on the show and I should script it. Uh, You're just like in it. And I think you should do do a lot more of that. And then once you emerge as an ultimate uh, (laughs) Pokeoite and have done all your amazing connections like you already have, uh, report back to us and uh, just let us know kind of what's going on. Of course. Absolutely. Uh, And Andrew. Yes. Okay. So uh, if you guys would like to check out what I'm doing and what I'm all about, you can head to solariansun.com where you can read my webcomic for free. Uh, as of this week, as of today, uh, we have just uh, finished chapter nine for free, which means you can read uh, chapters one through nine totally, you know, uh, ad free, no payment down. But if you do want to throw, throw me some bucks and become a part of the Solarian Sun team, you can become a Patreon member over at patreon.com slash AFLM where I have up to 638 pages available for members who subscribe at the, at minimum $5 a month. That means that you can just not buy one coffee one day and you're paid up for the entire month. And you can read and you can read uh, new pages weekly. I usually release about three pages a week. Uh, so there's always content coming out. Uh, I just re- I just received the first copies, the first test copies of Volume Three uh, as hard copy. Because hey, coming around around the corner in Jan, uh, yeah, January, we will be running the kick the print campaign for the Kickstarter, uh, where I will be running funding so that we can get more stock of Solarian Sun in, and you can get the brand new uh, Volume Three out, and you can read a nice fantasy comic. So go check out those links. Uh, support me any way you want. And uh, read read a nice indie comic from indie creators. Awesome, John Star. Mine's easy. You can just find me on Instagram if you want to take a look at some mediocre art. Uh, that is at the Line Block on Instagram. And otherwise, I am a ghost. <laughs> and Derek. All right. Well, uh, you can uh, like, subscribe, and follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Elite Four Derek. I do not do anything on there. And something that's been concerning me as of recently is I've been reading my Chicken Vindaloo description. It says, "Get ready, our Chicken Vindaloo is spicy. We put in a lot of effort. First, we marinate chicken for 12 hours in a coconut-based sauce and simmer it for three hours in a blend of coconut, chili peppers, and other spices. Serve it with turmeric and rice. And then on the side, the serving directions are." 
puncture film three times, microwave on high, peel back film and up to stir gently, recover with film, microwave for a minute 30. I don't know if this is healthy or not. It's halal and it's gluten free, but I'm confused. <laughs> That's American food that for you. Right now. Uh, it's not American food, it's halal. Huh, lol. Yeah. Hello. I'm sorry, it's. Excuse hello. me, it's. Hello. Get it right. Hello. I'm, I'm trying to say goodbye, not hello. <laughs> Hello. 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 Make, Make sure, sure you, you run, run amok. Make sure. Oh, man. Evan, I think that you should just say it from now on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Make sure you run amok. Yeah. Make sure you run amok. Do you want to do a take without that, or do you want to keep it on madness? Let's keep in the madness. Uh, All right. All right. How about madness. this? Let's do it one more time. Madness. And at the count of three, we'll all try to see the second part. Ready? All right. Let me, let me find the print version of it so I can remember what I wrote. There we go. Okay, got it. Yes. <laughs> also, what, I'm, what, what am I supposed to say? Make sure you run amok. Make, make sure okay, you run amok. Right? You got it. Okay. Yeah. Reminding you, if you're going to chase your dreams, one, two, three. Make, make sure, sure you run amok. That was worse. <laughs> We tried. We I like tried. that Derek stuck to. I like. I like that Derek stuck to the old form. Yeah, he, he nailed it. Mm, latency. Mm. <laughs> K-Bye. K-Bye. <laughs> K-Bye. <laughs>